crowd. It was a Friday night. I woke alone. So, like, it up. I've never. I'm probably gonna have to get told to talk into the mic once or twice, but I'll no, do my best. Good. You don't have to put these on. I actually usually don't put them on, but you can try them on. Just like. No, I don't need to either. That's fine. Well, you can try them on just for like the experience. Just, you know? just, I did it. <laughs> I also I, have to take a picture of it. Oh, it does sound a little different, but it's not, I, don't, I, don't like I don't like the sound like of my own hit. voice. Yeah. I know. I don't like the sound. I hate the sound of my own voice. So That's the I, toughest thing to get over. Right. Look at that one. All right. Uh, oh, a couple of this stuff. Or just look at me. Do a couple different things. I'll pick a good one. <laughs> Ooh, talking into it like real. Oh, if you get close. Yeah, you can do some ASMR. <laughs> yeah, you can. Whoa. <laughs> Amy does some ASMR on something. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> what was? What does um a? I got real close to what it might have stood for. It was like a a w c b t. You know, like you had a couple episodes and it's something. I thought it was like probably a thirty minutes. There we go. Yeah. I'm like I got I got real close. <laughs> I don't think I was right, but a q h w b. Okay. I actually stopped using that acronym in the episodes <laughs> because I was like, I don't think anyone knows what it is. It was kind of a fun game to try and figure out what it was. But <laughs> I'm like, I got I got down to the T. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because I think I was going with like 30 minutes with Amy or something like that, and I, the T threw me off. But that makes when sense. we started, we were just doing like 15 minutes, mm -hmm. and then now it's gradually gotten out of hand. So it's always like 30, I know 30, 45 minutes. I start bickering. Yeah. Then we put it on pause. Hand up, have not listened to many of them. I went to do some research or some pre-show studying, and I'm like, this one's three hours and 45 minutes or whatever. And so yeah, you don't have to go. No, I know. I, know. I was just <laughs> like, oh, shit. One of them's three hours and 45 minutes. No, maybe it's three hours and 15 minutes with Haddon. Yeah. I was listening Probably. to Mike Haddon one. Yeah. That's also because there's music at the beginning and the end. Which okay, but like still, let's call it three hours. hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, maybe you take 15 minutes. Uh, it's kind of long. But the one I did with my dad was only an hour, hour 15. Yeah, but Tony Nan was Tony three was hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. So it's... I was looking at the last, you know, however many, and outside of a quarter hour with the hours, <laughs> they were like an hour. <laughs> so I was just was like, oh, shit. I don't know. You get to talk and do it, and you kind of just go down rabbit holes. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it works. How and, like, there's not, yourself? like, a crazy amount of structure. The only consistency, I would say, like, throughout it yeah. is, one, obviously, I try not to make it about myself. Sure. And, two, um, I, usually, I usually have a comment about how social media and the digital world is like <laughs> ruining our lives. <laughs> okay. All right. So expected. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think about that topic? How oh, often? What's your screen time per day? That's too much. Day. And too I think much. that that's I think that that answer is pretty Four standard. Hours. I don't even know, to be honest yeah. with you, but more it more than it should be, 100%. Yeah. Um and I think even like working at home has probably made that worse cuz like your get up and talk to somebody at their desk time is now like I'll look at like what the twins are doing, you know what I mean, on Twitter or whatever. Um so I don't like that, and I I do try and be better about it, but it's, it's hard. It's hard. And really hard. Yeah. You, you break through. Like, you just, you don't care. It's, an, it's a straight-up addiction. Yeah. I know I should not be on my phone at times, and I just do it. Right. Anyway. Yeah, and it's like you get it from everywhere. So it's like I have a watch. So if I even if I go put my phone in our bedroom charging – like it, the intention is to not look at it. I'm getting texted 35 times every two seconds. It's like from you know, like gambling group chat with like Eklund and stuff, and it's just like 
So then you just can't get away. You go check it real quick and, <laughs> and respond, and then all of a sudden you're back on whatever. And yeah, no, I I think it um, is definitely overused and is something that. But I do believe in the fact that we as like humans will adjust to things. Everything kind of comes in, and you get really kind of high on it, and then like you learn to live with it a little more. If you look at it like social media, we're only a few years into the whole deal, right? So it's like which is the scariest part. It is, but again, I do think we'll <laughs> learn like how to adapt with that being such a big part of our life right and like i think it'll get worse before it gets better in some senses which is scary right like i do i am that part does freak me out a little bit and like you know father of two with you know young kids and stuff it's like you do worry about like where it's at when they're in high school and that kind of thing but i try and view it more like uh you got to teach them to learn to live with it and kind of understand that there's reality and there's the internet and they're not the same thing always you know and Right. So it's like you gotta you gotta understand that um kind of perspective a little bit. But it is a little freaky. So to your point, yes, I it does scare me a little bit. But you're just tapping into another world instantaneously. You're, you're just revolving your entire thing. Right. Around you just goes Yeah. And you're just locked into a new world. Right. And I think that the part that does freak me out a little bit, like if I'm gonna get down the rabbit hole, is how distract or how down one path you can get so easily right like so on like instagram if you click on one thing it is now like your whole whatever they call it explore feed or whatever it is the algorithm knows right and that part is a little <laughs> freaky so i don't like that necessarily like i i don't know like i i, I try to understand where they're coming from too they got to sell stuff and whatever and like i get that part but it is a little freaky that like you can click into one thing and you know more scarily is an ideology or whatever and like mm -hmm. you can be consumed by it pretty quickly and so that part is a little freaky you have to understand that you have to be able to turn the phone off a little <laughs> bit and step away and put it down so you're not just like inundating yourself with the stuff so you start getting on some like good comedy like, right. Yeah, right. it's just like you get four or five in a row yep and then you spend the rest of your time just searching mm -hmm. for it again you had that like little high or that little rush that you got yeah and i think more and more i'm starting to notice how f how quickly you can be on your phone for 30 minutes it's like it feels like you're there for two seconds and you look up and a half hour is gone it's like that is so much time <laughs> that i just was staring at a you know six inch screen or whatever so that i was talking to a high school teacher this last week and he was like it's unbelievable. Yeah. School. Like, these kids cannot get off their phone. Before the bell rings, everybody sits at their desk and they're on their phone. They're not interacting with each other. Yeah. See, that part, like, I feel like they could adjust that. Like, make them get off it for a little bit. But what if they say no? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... It's not going to happen. Kids are also getting smarter. <laughs> yeah, right, you know right. Oh, I, and a bunch of teenagers are scary. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Right. But no, I I don't know. Because uh, that, that is one thing that we did not have, right? Like, we were not so in that age, right? Like, no. I didn't have my we phone. You were on the cusp of it. You're right. I don't think we could have it out during the day. But you could, no. like, have it. You had a cell phone. Yeah, maybe, but it was probably turned off in your backpack. Right. Some people may were using it. Right. If you were using it at times throughout the day, but yeah, yeah. But now it's like, no, you're in between classes and all that. It's an attachment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It. Uh, and yeah. When we when we sleep, it's right next to our face. Right. That's the first thing you grab when you wake up in the morning. And then when we're away from it, like there's like you feel like a little bit of an emptiness. Yes, or like and I'm missing out on yeah. Like whoa, what's going on in the you know virtual world? Right. 
Am I all alone right now? Uh-huh. How do I feel alone? <laughs> Dude, it's not good for us. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I think your uh, overall thesis is correct that we are probably on our phones way too much and <laughs> we need to get away from them a little more. And that's why I like hesitate every time I post something on like Instagram or Twitter yeah. or Facebook. I'm like, should I be posting? Like, am I just feeding this beast or mm. you know, am I helping it at all? I think. Like the podcast, yes, because it's just listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the viewing, the viewing is just constant comparison and constant, like, yeah. I don't know, chasing something. Sure. You don't know what you're chasing, but it's right. something, some type of feeling. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Podcasts are different. I think, I think podcasts will be very important forms of news going forward. They, oh, they already are. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah, I mean, it just will continue to go that way. I probably listen to four or five podcasts a week. What, uh, what's your favorite podcast? Outside of the Bauer Hour, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, Bauer right. Hour experience for sure. Yes. I don't know. I bounce around in a lot of different ones. Um, well, you can give I me like, like comedy ones. Obviously, Rogan, if I'm doing okay. three hours, you know, sure. he's the best. Yeah. He gets tons of i can't believe how many people listen to this podcast mm-hmm. like it's insane mm-hmm. you listen to some of them and mm-hmm. like he's literally just hanging out with your friends and what do you think sets him apart from the next guy just his ability to listen mm-hmm. yeah and his i mean he's knowledgeable about everything mm-hmm. he's talked to like everyone yeah like almost two thousand episodes or 1500 episodes or something sure but then i like the comedy ones a little more lighthearted and just goofing around like my favorite Rogan ones are the Protect Our Parts. Okay. Have you yeah. seen those? Uh-uh. It's with him, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, and um, who's the other guy? Stand-up comedian. He's kind of a no-namer. He's got a huge beard. Who? Cool. does a... I don't know. It doesn't matter. Sal or something or Hal or... I'm not sure. You're asking the wrong guy. They just sit there and they put on like goofy clothes and they just hang out. Four comedians. <laughs> just do. And they yeah. just crack jokes and talk about news. <laughs> and they can say whatever they want. Comedians have free range to say anything. Yeah. Well, in a podcast too, right? Like that you're, you are a little more free to, to say literally anything. Right. Right. Because yeah, sure. right. like, yeah. you don't know what's true and what's not. Right. I mean, you try and speak as much truth as possible. But, yeah. Um, sometimes we make mistakes when we have conversations. Sure. And like we look back and we're like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. That was an actual fact. Mm-hmm. I'm making this up. The other day I was speaking to some people in my sauna and I was like, I think there was a plane crash in Victoria, Minnesota. I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. Yeah. But I wasn't confident. I was like, ah, am I spreading false? <laughs> am I one of those guys? Yeah. Am I seeing things? Yeah. And then I asked Amy tonight. She confirmed. But it was like a local plane crash or something. Okay. Sure. Just like a tiny little bouncer. When you say I had people in my sauna, what does that mean? Like friends? Yeah, people come over. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, you saw how big that thing it, is. It's sweet. I, I was actually thinking on my way in, uh, that's a nice little landmark to have to see your house because... Oh, you know, can right? pass your house real <laughs> so easy. Yes. I'm like, if that wasn't there, I would have been down the street at least by, <laughs> before I realized where I was at. So that's a nice, yeah, I think it's sweet. Yeah, Where'd you it. pick that up at? Um, I got it from this guy who used to own this sauna place in uh, Arden Hills. Yeah. Called Embrace North. Okay. There's quite a few people who went there. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah, you probably saw it on social media. Sure. 
Um, we, like, we rented it for Nick Jones' wedding day, uh-huh. like the morning out to do some hot cold stuff. Sure. And they told us it was for sale. And then like the next week I texted the guy and he was like, I want to buy it. That's sick. Um, yeah. And then we haggled a little bit on price back and forth and I actually picked it up from Nick's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy just met me there. I cut him a check and here we are. Now I have a sauna and I do it like three to five times a week. Yeah, that's awesome. That's sick. I recommend everyone and anyone to get a sauna. <laughs> I I like that recommendation. I love the sauna. The sauna is the best. Sleep is substantial. Yes, better. like it knocks you out when yes. you go at night. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I haven't been in a sauna in a long time now, but lifetime that would be the routine. Go at like ten o'clock. What, do you not have a gym membership or anything? I, I mean, no, because we got a Peloton or whatever, so we just uh, did our house. So, um, Gosh, you work from home, you work out at home. Do you ever get out of the house? I know, I, I do. I you try and two kids. Yeah, we. Uh, I try and get out with the dog every day. That's like a, I, I do try and do move. that. Yeah, we have like a nice two mile loop in my neighborhood that will, uh, will go on. So I try. I mean, there's obviously big stretches where that doesn't necessarily happen, but. Uh, yeah, no, it, that's the other part is working at home now. You, you got to make sure you're getting out a little bit and breathing some actual air, not the stuffy shit that's in your house. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, that's another, you know, I love working from home for a lot of reasons, but that is one that's a downfall is like you have to much more consciously get out of your house. <laughs> so every, every house has a little bit of mold in it. For sure. Yeah. It's inevitable. Right. Even brand new houses, they get mold pretty quick. Yeah, no doubt. You just find the spot. Right. Moisture finds its way in. Yep. It's inevitable. Right. It rains and when it snows. <laughs> yeah. We have four seasons here. Yeah. yeah. It's nice and humid too, so it, you never get away from it. But we've been having a nice mild December though so far. Yeah. I could use a little snow though for Christmas. Really? Yeah, I like snow on for Christmas. Christmas. Well Christmas like day would be great. If we got but, snow on Christmas. What day. about like a week leading up? You gotta have a little anticipation. It looks like I think it'd be perfect if it was just Christmas Day, like a light snowfall in the morning. Yeah. I'd and just a I little suppose. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Think about I, how heavy our snow was last year. It was terrible. It was so awful. Bad. Last year was an unbelievable amount of snow, and it never went away. It was so, we just <laughs> kept getting so, dumped on. It was so cold. Yeah, <laughs> it was. No, I, I don't hate the temperature necessarily, but I could use some some white snow to cover up some of like the green, kind of gray part of you know the outside. Just you for ever, Christmas. You ever think about getting out of Minnesota? I mean, your your mom is from Europe. Is she from England? She's from uh, Wales, Wales, which is part of the United Kingdom, kind of south uh, west corner of like that island. So if you look at a map of the United and your Kingdom, brother went to school there. He did. He actually went to the same college my mom did, Swansea University. That's sweet. Yeah. Yep. So, so she had that same itch to like get out for a little bit at all. Um. No, I mean, I did go to Arizona State for a year, so I did do that. Um, we thought about it a little bit, but the hard part is, is our, both of our families are right here, and so especially now with kids, like, we have grandparents that are 15 minutes away. It's really hard to move away from that. We also, I do like Minnesota, generally, so I, I do like to switch up of seasons. It helps, I think, just kind of keep you on your toes a little bit and, you know, Switch up the wardrobe, switch right. up the vibe a little bit. Yeah. Now you might get like a little different answer in like February or March when <laughs> yeah. I'm like sick of this cold, but um, I, I generally like it. I also think that especially now with like Murphy, like the healthcare system here is really good. So um, 
that has that's also like we probably won't leave now until she's kind of doing her own deal. Right. Um. So it's uh no I I what like mean, it. What do you mean by doing her own deal? Well, like when she goes to college or, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, eventually she'll grow up and and <laughs> want to get away from mom and dad, but um. Yeah, no, her the healthcare system here is really good for that. And like children's, I don't know if you've ever spent any time there. It's just like we're really lucky to have it in this area. So um, it would be hard to leave that right now for sure. So what uh what hospital did you guys spend a lot of time at? So her like her um her specialist is down at Children's. So we've in yep yeah down in yeah exactly um so we've gone we go there for like all of her appointments and that kind of stuff. Uh, she has spent time there with salmonella once which has obviously which has nothing to do with cf she just ate some sand so still kind of scary yeah for sure sand yeah i was we were on um dude we were on a trip in south carolina at hilton head and we went to the beach the first day and like within 30 seconds she was shoveling sand in her mouth (laughs) and she got you know we can laugh about it now because she's completely she's fine, but she got super sick. Yeah, it was horrible. It was like the worst travel experience you've ever um, heard. But so then we got back to Minnesota because the healthcare system down was terrible. We went to the hospital down there. It was just really, you know, just not a great experience. Really? Came back to Minnesota and then went to Children's and she ended up staying there for a couple nights just to, yeah, because she was super dehydrated and all that. But. So they didn't get her all good. They just sent you on your way. No, dude, it was it was not great. We we actually ended up like telling the doctors a lot of things, like how what to give her and stuff. Yeah, it was very uh, it was not great. And we we had a guy like getting an enema next to us. It was it was a whole deal. What's an enema? It uh, it's when you're really constipated. It gets you to take a shit. <laughs> so he was like losing it like out of his pants next to us. It was it was bad. It was a whole deal. What? So we're I, we can tell the story. I suppose we're sitting here. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we were in um, Hilton Head for a wedding, which was really cool. Super sweet area. If you ever get the chance, I would definitely suggest it. It's awesome. Um, and like I said, so we get there the first day, go to the beach. She shovels some sand in her mouth and like so so fast. We put her down and it was instant. Like just she was at that age where she was putting everything in her mouth. Um uh, so whatever. Yeah. What, what, you know, so we're just scraping it out of her mouth and she keeps doing it. Scraping it out of her mouth. Whatever. She's fine. Um, and so we flew in on like a Sunday or a Monday and by like Thursday, she woke up from a nap and was like super hot, obviously clearly had a fever. And so we, you know, watch her, you give her the normal stuff, the Tylenol and all that kind of shit. Um, Friday, she was not any better. It was like actually getting worse. Her temperature was probably like... 104 something like that 103 104 so she was cooking and like just very lethargic just did not look good right um so we went to the the er down in in hilton head and it was just it was just a nightmare they were slow they didn't you know whatever we were like telling them how much tylenol she needs and all that kind of stuff we ended up actually just giving her our own tylenol because it took so long and then we got this guy like shitting his pants next to us it was a whole scene and so then doctor we did eventually, How but um, the whole deal was probably like two or three hours. So it was oh a long God. time. And she's, yeah, she's like. And your kid is like, yeah, okay, this, she's eight months. We right. Save her. Yeah. Right. So I'm, you know, she, she was just very out? like, lethar- yeah. Um, so we go through that. They wanted to give her a, a catheter because they thought she might have had uh, some kind of like 
urinary tract infection or something like no that's not what this is like we just you could just tell and that's like not comfortable for them to get so we're like no we're not putting her through that so we ended up leaving so that was friday saturday she was not a whole lot better but like her fever was kind of getting you know in the like hundreds instead of 103 or whatever which for a baby still is high but a little bit more like tolerable or whatever um and then so the wedding whatever we fly we're supposed to fly out sunday we get to the airport and the plane's delayed we ended up staying like for the airport for 12 hours to have our flight canceled the next morning so we have to go get a hotel you know obviously she's still not doing great super high fever all that kind of stuff um we finally got on the plane the next morning and we went actually straight to uh south lake pediatrics which is in maple grove there i don't know if you whatever it's a pediatrician that she goes to um and one of the things that she was having she was throwing everything up like as soon as she ate it she would just throw right back up so she was obviously very dehydrated um so they gave her some drug or whatever that was supposed to help keep the food down and it did so she did a little better that night but then the next morning she woke up and was like she couldn't even like keep her eyes open she was just like kind of rolling back in her head just looked horrible and so then maddie was like we gotta like bring her down to children's and so that's when we went down there and they tested her for salmonella eventually and that's what they found and so she got an iv and she was you know fine later that night basically but it was crazy salmonella <laughs> yeah from the beach so just be careful when your kids are eating sand at a beach that i would try and avoid it but the, even the nurse was like kids eat sand all the time like she oh, just got yeah. super unlucky right. i mean it's really what it comes down to but How does that even, like is there like goose poop or something or like it must or like or fish poop or, like or something poop or yeah something. i don't know because it doesn't it come from like uncooked meat yeah, well and like feces specifically feces, yeah. yeah right and we were on a part of the beach that like had a tide so the tide had come in and then gone back out so i'm assuming it's some kind of like fish poop or something but that's cool, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, the tide there is crazy yeah and we were like on an inlet so like it came you know comes in and out and it was probably like a, you know 30 yards 40 yards that would come in and out yeah so it's a long ways and so we were sitting on some of that like fresh sand it's just instantly she, she was just oh, in that stage where she was shoving everything in her mouth so Did you, like stop her pretty quick yeah I mean, we like got stuff out of her mouth but right. dude she was she was hammering and then as soon as you set her back down she would do it again <laughs> It's like okay, well, this was we fun. Didn't have to wait. Yeah, so that was like the first thirty seconds, but that was right when you got there. Yeah, we like literally went to our hotel and and like they, it didn't kick in for like three days or whatever that she actually got sick, but the shoveling the sand in was like the first thirty seconds. Oh, so you guys had like a whole day. You went to the wedding and everything still. Well, no, the wedding we flew in like a week before the actual wedding. This was over the course of a week. Yeah, and so she, I think we flew in on Sunday. And flew, you know, flew back out the following Sunday. Is there any chance it could have been something else? We don't think so because pretty much everything she ate, our kid, our son ate. Like, there's nothing that you know what I mean. Like, if it would have come from like chicken or whatever, yeah, he would have eaten it too. So we're like, and he didn't and you shovel cut it sand. Up so small when they're that age, right? Seems like you would know if, if it, it wasn't cooked, cooked, right? So no, it, it's we're pretty certain it was from the sand. And how freaky! <laughs> yeah, especially with her. I know having pre-existing. Yeah, so it was a whole deal. Is it a disease? Is it yeah, yeah. So she's got uh, cystic fibrosis. So it was. It's a. Um, genetically inherited disease so we gave my myself and my wife we found out through her that we were both carriers of it and what what happens is you get you have two of these uh cystic fibrosis genes basically for lack of i'm not a doctor so i'm very high level here but 
Um, and us being carriers, we have one defective one. She got one defective one from each of us. Um, and so being carriers, we, she had a, a one in four chance of getting it. And so our son is most likely a carrier too. Um, he would just have to do some testing with his wife whenever, you know, that day comes. But even then, like the chances of her being a carrier are pretty, are pretty small. So we, my wife and I, in reality, got like just super unlucky in that, you know, in that sense, it was... A so super. It, it's just defected. Well, it's just not like the full. So you need you need two bad versions of this this gene, and I have one of two. So if you have one of two, you're fine. Like I won't see any symptoms of it. I'm just carrying a, like the ability to to kind of hand it down, basically. What are the symptoms? So um, it mainly affects like the lungs and the pancreas. Uh, the 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 kind of crux of the issue is it doesn't allow the the body to digest like the salt and it builds up mucus. The, the salt helps break down the mucus. They don't break it down as well as it should, and it kind of builds up in the lungs and in, in their organs in general. To be honest with you, um, so she the way that it typically would you know kind of manifests itself is they don't gain weight real well because their pancreas doesn't break down the fat and the protein like it's supposed to um and then they will you know eventually have lung problems for the most part right so the 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 mucus will build up on their lungs um it'll just cause deterioration of the lung in general but then they also get a lot of bacterial infections because that bacteria lives really well in that that phlegm or that kind of that mucus yeah. that's you know building up um and so they a lot of times have you know towards the end of life kind of are getting ivs and things like that to fight off antibiotics with you know with antibiotics and stuff like that to fight off these kind of you know bugs um is there any way to like drain lungs or drain the mucus no so they don't they don't have a real you know a way to necessarily drain it but um one of the reasons that Minnesota is a really good place for cystic fibrosis, the U of M has a really good program with yeah. it. Um, and so one of the things they can do is they, they have these vests that will pound their chest. So back in the day, the parents would have to like sit behind them and just kind of smack them on the chest like that to kind of loosen their, right. the mucus in their lungs. Um, there was a doctor at the U of M that invented this vest that kind of does it for them. So they, they'll have a treatment that they'll do you know, with, with that, luckily she has not had that yet. She's really healthy and you would not know anything's really, you know, wrong with her in that sense. Um, so that's kind of how they loosen it is they, they just kind of use percussion to pound it and loosen it that way. There's no real way to actually get the mucus out of them without, you know, f from that point of view, it's, it's kind of be just essentially loosened to kind of open up those airwaves and, and keep them breathing. Okay. Um, you guys find out that she had this? Yeah, so when you have a kid, you obviously you know are pretty new to this whole deal. Um, yeah, I think both of our kids are the same age, right? Yeah, uh, and just over one. Yeah, so we've got uh, Dane will be three in March, and Murphy will be two in April. They're thirteen months apart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very similar. So when <laughs> when you're leaving the hospital, they prick their heel, right, and they yeah. kind of dab it on some paper and they send it off to the state health department. What that's doing is testing for genetic diseases, so something that you would pass down to your kid, right? Cystic fibrosis is a genetic disease, so we. Um, you know, I'll, I'll never forget because both times the nurse said the same thing. They they take the test or whatever the blood, and she that both of them said, um, "You most likely won't hear from us. Um, this is just kind of doing a check to get 
you know, these genetic diseases looked at and make sure that if they have them, we can get early intervention, which a lot of, you know, in a lot of these cases is, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that must, you know, that that's before you check out of the hospital, you do that. Well, it was probably, uh, like four or five days later, we got a call from our pediatrician, um, at the time. And, you know, he says, we've got these results back from the state that Murphy flagged for cystic fibrosis. Um, you know, does that sound right? And, and at the time I had never even heard of it and neither had my wife. And so her, you know, her response kind of was, well, no, I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, you know, are you sure it's us kind of thing? Uh, to the point where he actually called the state back. So this was like on a Thursday, something like that. And, and he called the state back and then, you know, to, to confirm that it actually was her. Um, and obviously now we know it was, but so then he calls us, you know, calls back and says, yeah, they, you know, they think it is, it's her. And, um, so children's respiratory will call you and set up an appointment, which is her specialist. And that's who she'll see, you know, now until she's 18. Um, to kind of confirm it. And one of the ways they do that is this sweat test. So if you lick Murphy, she's really salty. She, it seems like she was rolled in a, in a salt block basically, because again, they can't like break down the, the, the salt doesn't get into the cells like it's supposed to, to break down that mucus. So it comes out, it comes, you know, out of their, their body. So we were licking her and all this shit. Cause that's one of the weird, you know, the weird thing you hear that that's like a, an early way to tell that they might have it. Oh. So in this weird time that we got, you know, the call from the doctor to set up an appointment at children's, which, cause it was over a weekend, which was horrible. But, um, we're like licking her and all this shit and, you know, walking around and, and checking her. Um, but we ended up going into children's, they do this, this sweat test, which confirms that she had it. Um, and you know, it's, it's a, it was a crazy time. It was, <laughs> you were super pumped. You just had a little, little baby girl and, um, you know, you got some news where, it, you know, when we first Googled it, it, it used to be considered a pediatric disease cause they didn't live very long, you know, back in, I mean, even as recently as, you know, the eighties and things like that, they were, they were dying, you know, elementary school age type, type deal. Um, so you Google it and you, you see a lot of things that are not great. Um, what you want to see when you have a one week old. Right. Um, not what you want to see ever. Right. No, totally. And, and it was, uh, so it was a weird week. There's no doubt about that. It was, uh, you just, Oh, it's constant. You're just living in right. fear. Right. Well, and they tell you like they, you know, they, everyone tells you not to Google it because the, the information is outdated and I, it is now in looking back on it. But, um, obviously as a parent, that's the first thing you do is like look up and try and solve the problem, which this isn't a problem you solve overnight, but it's what you want to do, right? It's your, your initial reaction. Um, so yeah, we go in, get the, the confirmation. She, um, part of the deal again, they don't break down food very well. Um, so she has to take digestive enzymes with every meal. So, I mean, that first we're already cracking pills and she's, she's taking pills and all that kind of stuff. This was in, you know, a week of her being born. Um, so she, so we got, it was a lot. Like, you don't wanna, when your baby's first born, you don't want anyone to like, right. Let them just be here. Right. Let them sleep and do, yeah, yeah whatever. World for a second. We don't need to prick them. We don't need to yep. just calm down. Yep. You know? Yeah. So she, the, the, the first week, that's insane. Yeah. And so, you know, most kids, how it works is they come out, they weigh them, they lose some weight. 
between that time and the time they leave and then they gain that weight back within like a week right that's pretty normal um well her her symptom that she first showed was that she just was not gaining weight and so she didn't gain weight for her first month of life right so she normal kid within that first week hers was a month later before she got back to her birth weight which is which is pretty crazy um but that's because she wasn't ingesting any food for a while there you know she she would we would we'd be giving her a bottle and she'd be you know shitting out the other end like as soon as it touched her lips it would come out the other end it it was insane you know looking back on it it's crazy because that's just not like how it works in in real life yeah and it just coming out the worst smelling thing you've ever smelled it was it was horrible so you felt so bad for her um she probably has rash. Oh, it was yeah it was it was not great um but oh that is so sad yeah. So, but again, like it's early intervention. So you, we started on those pills within that first week. Um, and you know, in this process, I've met other parents with kids with CF. And one of the things that we, my wife and I tried to avoid a little bit is talking honestly to older people with CF because hopefully Murphy's experience is just like completely different than them. Um, because even that, that genetic test, that, is relatively new they only added cf to that like suite of tests in like 2006 so i've met a family who has two kids with cf because it's one in four so if you have four kids you know you can have one all four of them could have you know it's, it's a random kind of draw but it's 25 percent every kid you have that they might have it if um, both carry. yes right um but this one family they so their kids must have been born in like the late 90s early 2000s something like that and the daughter was born she was a twin and she she has cf and the other twin doesn't which is again kind of weird um but she didn't gain weight for like three years because they didn't know what it was because it wasn't on this like newborn testing so the way that she had a false negative with um that sweat test so it was they tested her thinking it might have been cf and it was negative when they got that um, and then they had a boy that was born like two or three years later and he tested positive for it. And that's how they figured out that she had it, but she didn't gain like hardly any weight. And like that whole time, because she, they just didn't know what it was. And she was, you know, they just, they can't break down the fat and the, the protein that they need. Um, so Murphy is in a great spot in that sense that she, there was early intervention. She was on those, those enzymes within a week of her being born and she gained weight, you know, a little delayed, but she made up for it on the back end. She's doing great now. And, um, you know, so we're very, you, you get handed some shitty luck, but it's when you look at the kind of bigger picture, she's born in a time that it was, she was very lucky to be, you know, born now, even just in the last few years, the, the treatments have gotten so much better. So it's, uh, yeah, she's she's doing great, and but it was a weird time. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's still gonna go on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never gonna end, right? Mm-hmm. Like as of right now, yep. She'll be taking pills and and doing. Uh, we were at um, the CF gala. They do a gala every year to kind of you know raise money or whatever, and um, they had uh, some lady speaking, and I don't know, I don't remember exactly how old she was, but let's just say she was like between thirty and thirty-five. She had estimated that she's taken like over half a million pills in her life because it's just it's constant. I mean, they got to take all kinds of stuff to get their body to work the right way. So it's uh, what kind of pills is it? Well, like Murphy's enzymes. She's taken eight of them every meal. And so she's just getting enzymes. Yeah. And I mean, there's more. I'm sure this lady because there's all kinds of 
things that come from CF. There's CF-related diabetes, so she could have that. And, you know, there's there's stuff related with that. Um, but just you're <laughs> you're constantly avoiding getting sick, and when you get sick, it usually lasts a little longer than the next guy. And so, yeah, I mean, just the enzymes alone, Murphy probably eats, I don't know, 24 to 36 of them a day or whatever, you know. Wow. Yeah. And she's 30 pounds or whatever. So when you get a little bigger, they get bigger and you got to take bigger units of them. And... Oh, she's sleep and that caused her development then. Great. Yeah. That's um, really, really good. Um, she sleeps great. She eats great. Uh, she seems to keep the weight on really good, which is huge for her. Um, she moving around. Yep. Yeah. Super active. She's, yeah, she's Calling, walking. She's walking. Oh yeah. She's. You know, she's our, she's got much more energy than my my son and I are very similar kind of chill guys, and and my uh, my daughter and my wife are very similar, just very energetic and in full life. And um, but yeah, she's no, she's she's great. She sleeps great. She does really great. You know, there's she started. Um, they call them a modulator drug, and I don't again don't really know what that means, but it helps the defective gene work better. You know, so her she's got a mutation that is in like eighty eight percent of people with CF, which is very good for her because all the drugs just qualify for her, so she can get all the good drugs that you know they've had really good results with. And so she's on this one Orcambi now, um, and then there's one Trikafta, which she'll start at two here shortly, which has been kind of like the game changing drug that's you know, really extended life, quality of life, all that kind of stuff. Um, but with that, they're like, you know, a little concerned about things like mental health and stuff. So it's like, even with the good drugs that we have right now, which are all really, really positive, they're still, they only started in 2019. So it's like, there's not even long enough data to kind of follow along the long-term ramifications of it. However, you know, this is not saying that we won't do it because the, the, the opposite, you know, the non or the side of avoiding taking it is that's not an option, right? right. She's, you can't, that yeah. it's, um, that's just, right. Yeah. It's just not an option. So she, so that, that kind of stuff, there's always something to be concerned about for sure. I, you know, I, I kind of like have explained it that, you know, it's a car, you know, there's going to be a car crash. You don't necessarily when and how like bad it's going to be, but there most likely will be a time in her life where she'll have to have some, you know, be in a hospital or whatever the case might be. And it maybe will be better than it's been before, which is really, really good. But, um, yeah, it's there's you know you try to you, you know our doctors were really good about saying kind of keep it day by day and, and trying to look too far into it, which we do, and I think her being really healthy has made that like a lot easier to do. Um, but it's constant worry. I mean, you're, you're having kids, you're worried about anything at all times anyway. But um, sticks in the back of your mind, right? Something that you're always thinking about. Yeah, probably helps you cherish the moments a little bit. For sure. Right time. Yeah. I mean, you try and cherish all the moments you get with your kids, but sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. stuck in our phones or right. working or when our kid comes in and we just can't give them the attention that they need. For sure. Like, pretty easy to just step away and yeah. with her. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And like, you know, there's subtle little reminders when she starts laughing too hard. She kind of sounds like she smokes a bunch of cigarettes, <laughs> but, um, you know, it has been... It has made it a lot easier just dealing with everything. The fact that she is like super happy and you know very, very fun and energetic, and so she's she's doing great. And 
Uh, yeah, we're very lucky to have her. She's she's awesome. So and you know, getting back to children's too. Like when we first, I remember we were sitting in there, kind of waiting for like some blood tests or something. That first month we were in the hospital. You know, even in the I don't want to say in the hospital because it makes it sound way more dramatic. But we had we did have a lot of doctors' appointments in that first like three months and. I remember we were sitting in children's and this girl, and I, I don't know, maybe she was four or five years old, came walking by with like everything you could possibly imagine hooked up to her. And so it's like, that is perspective too, that like it's, okay, so she's she's been dealt a, a shitty hand, but there's people that are in a lot worse situations. And she's, you know, if she does the things that she needs to do, she will live, I think, a, a, a completely normal and happy life and so you just you, you gotta sure her life's gonna be a little different for sure and like she's gonna have to go to the nurse to get pills before she goes to lunch at school and that kind of you know stuff but in the grand scheme of things there's people in in worse situations than that so you do try and also like not have a pity party about it because she's you know she's happy and why why shouldn't she be happy if she's happy you know so right. nothing better than a happier baby. Yeah, no, totally. Both of my, I'm, we're very. Uh, Maddie and I are super lucky. Our kids are very happy and easygoing for the most part, which is awesome. Because hopefully, yeah, that doesn't help insurance. Is there, she's taking thirty-four pills. <laughs> yeah. uh, you want to hear a scary stat too? The uh, so Trikafta, which is a great drug and like is super game-changing. I think if you like were just to buy it off the counter for a year it's something like three hundred thousand dollars for a year something like that let's you know now i also want to put this out that this is not what i'm paying right. so, so I'm, not, I'm not paying this there's the, the vertex the company that or abby i can't remember one of those companies makes it and they have coupon card and that kind of stuff so there's ways that as a cf patient we can get them for far cheaper than that but the, the the medical bill she's able to rack up is pretty insane oh my if you just look like the retail price of it so yeah and even those enzymes that she takes again i don't pay this but they're like something like three or four grand a month <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy so she's that's you get back to like when she uh the question of like when she moves on or whatever it really, in my opinion, is when she's 26 and she has to have her own insurance. That's a whole different, you know, so she has to have some kind of insurance back. And there's ways to get it. So, like, again, I'm not. I'm just going to have to apply for it. Right. Yeah. And Well, you're going to have to, you got to do something, right? And, like, yeah. you got to, yeah. So, she's, she'll have that. And, but that's, I don't, I don't mind doing that. That was a plan anyway. Does it affect her at all? Like, if you get a new job, like, does the health insurance that is. You know, we haven't had any, like, issues with it yet. She's obviously only two, so we've only had limited experience with it. But um, I think it would be better to look at bigger companies and smaller ones because, I mean, frankly, her bills can, can really hurt, like, a smaller ins a company on an insurance plan, right? That's just going to cost them so much money to to have her as a part of their, their pool of people. Um, have you heard of cost plus drugs? I have. Yep. Yeah. yeah and I've looked at, you know, yeah. And I think things like that will help. I have a lot of thoughts on like the, the, the pharmaceutical, cause you can point the fingers at both sides. Insurance is charging too much for us and, and they're charging too much for the drugs. However, they created something that is like life changing and it will go generic at some point And then it's, you know, a fraction of the price so there's because you only hold the patent for it's like 20 maybe years 15 yeah. 20 years and it costs like a billion dollars to go to market right yeah and like these drugs are not cheap because the other part with so they make that billion dollars back. right right and 
the 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 problem uh, it's the problem's the wrong word but the the issue with cystic fibrosis it's a it's a, um, they call it an orphan disease meaning that there's less than 100,000 cases of it in the United States so at right now they, they think it's around 40,000 people living with it in the US which is not a very big number but the, where the issue comes is just getting funding for it so like breast cancer and this is not a downer on breast cancer at all. It's going to get funding from the government because there's just such a larger group of people that are impacted by it, as they should. You know, that's just how it works. But when there's these smaller kind of offshoot diseases, it's it's hard to get that kind of funding for it. And, again, from the drug company's point of view, you only have so many people taking it, right? It's just like <laughs> making that billion dollars back is harder to do. So, like, it is I, – again, I, I have issues on both sides of the thing, but – I get that part of it. It's you know, it just adds a little more. Like we gotta have insurance for the most part, and even the CF Foundation. Some of the stuff that they do is really good, and um, they have a. It's called the Compass Program, and it's good about helping people who may not have you know insurance through work or whatever, finding those kind of you know discounts and that kind of yeah. stuff. So there is ways uh, to go about it. I prefer to have a job with insurance and not. If that's a question, but. But yeah. um, luckily, we're we both uh, we both do, and actually, my wife's going to work for the CF Foundation, so she's going to be very uh, very um, hands on. Hands on, yeah. That's so, amazing. Good yeah, for her. yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, she's pretty excited about it. Um, so we're well. I shouldn't say she is. We're we're both very excited about. It. She's going to do really good. And, and you just got a new job too. Yeah, we both are starting new jobs. She starts like beginning of January, and I start the second week of January. <laughs> so it's a little chaotic, but uh, luckily mine's within the same company for the most part. Uh, so it's like for the most part, you go to. So I went to. Healthcare. Yeah, I work at United Healthcare, and, and but I'm going to work for Surest or Bind. Have you ever heard of that? It's just a it's another insurance plan that United owns. Okay. Um, well, you should have good health insurance. I do. I, I have good insurance, and it's not like necessarily that cheap, but right. I do I have I do have good insurance. Yeah. If you work for a health insurance company, that's what One. you assume, I guess. Yeah. But sometimes, like doctors and nurses, like don't have that good of health insurance. Yeah. No, it's I I I, I I the the coverage is great. I won't complain about that, mm -hmm. but it's not exactly like the cheapest thing in the world. No. Anyway. But you're raising money. Yeah, we're. Uh, so we've got a couple different things going. We we do a walk. We so Murphy was born end of April, and um, just kind of wanted to like. I was honestly just kind of like nervous energy. Wanted to get involved a little bit, kind of just to do something, I guess. Um, and so they have a walk in every year. Um, and it actually just so happened to be in May, and so it was you know cut three weeks after she was born or whatever. Um, one down in St. Paul, and so we we attended that. It was really fun. We had unbelievable support and raised over ten thousand dollars in like three weeks, which is really cool and just says a lot about the kind of support system that she has, which is amazing. Um, so that was fun, and then we did that again last year. We actually went to the Minneapolis one this year, which was which was cool. But did great, beat the year before in fundraising, which is amazing because the year before we had the fresh baby, which so makes it a little easy to raise some money. But um, so we did really well last year, and that was super super cool. And again, just like shows the the awesome support that she has, which makes the whole thing that much easier, right? Like right. we it's a little less stress. Yes, yeah, you know, back to the grandparents thing. Like we we have both sets of grandparents there. We you know we. 
if something goes wrong, you know, when Matt Murphy was in the hospital, Dane stayed with my parents and, you know, her, her parents, whatever it was at the time. Um, and that's just like, that's huge. You know, those I little mean, things. How long were you there? So she actually has had two bouts at the hospital. One of them was for like a virus that we still never found out, but she was only like two months old. And so it's just like at that time where, you know, you don't really mess around with it. Um, so that was one night. And then Salmonella was two. Um, that I think Salmonella was more, that would have been a little quicker stay if we had gotten her there a little earlier. I think she was like extremely dehydrated and they just needed to get her like back to, you know, back to normal. Um, so that was a couple nights, but yeah, just having grandparents there is huge. Um, and then, yeah, we, you know, the walk was awesome, raised a bunch of money again. And then we did a golf event last year. Well, it was a bags event, but <laughs> it was supposed to be a golf event. Yeah. Um, but still raised a bunch of money and, you know, had a great time. And we got it on the calendar again for next year. And You guys still had a good turnout, didn't you? Yeah, we did. I mean, we still probably had, you know, 100 or so people and raised more money than we we had we had our you know was our goal so that was yeah. really cool um but it just you know again shows the she's got a great support system and that and that's huge for her I, you know i think she's you know i hope at some point she realizes it and kind of says that's oh, pretty cool will. and i think she will i do i do Absolutely. yeah um but that you got good parents dude <laughs> i appreciate that we're trying we're trying just gotta keep raising it correctly right yeah however uh, parents is the hardest thing in the world but yeah there's no manual that's for sure but yeah no she's she's doing great and we're we're raising a bunch of money and and it's it's fun we've we've had a lot of fun with it we've met some really good people through you know parents with kids with cf and then yeah. just the fundraising and things like that we've done the gala a few times and met some you know again other parents that um have kids with cf or you know are impacted by somebody who has kids with cf and it's been it's really cool to see you know like the gala last year they raised for the, it's the midwest so it's minnesota and the dakotas it was like over six hundred thousand dollars which is really cool you know so again it's such it's a small disease that <laughs> that kind of money is super super important um yeah and so we we, we are super pumped to be a part of it yeah it's cool it's really it's and really cool that community to back you up yeah yeah we well, I don't think the Bauer is going to be able to raise you 600. But <laughs> that's, that's all right. I, <laughs> we, can honestly, we can do our best. Hey. We got the, uh, the hats are not here yet, but they're coming. They should be here next week. And then um, I'm going to throw the sweatshirts in. And I was thinking if we do the first, what do you think? How many how many hours should we give people to purchase? And I'll do, you, take, you keep all the sales from the whole website. Okay. I don't know. I've never done hours, 48. Sure. Yeah. I when do you think people will mostly listen? I don't know. How long does it take to like turn this, this bad boy around? Cause Christmas money's coming. Right. I was thinking we would wait until after Christmas. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Get the Christmas yeah. money in pockets. Yeah. Um, and then maybe release it after the new year. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Um, and if I release it on a Monday, we'll say we raise however many sales we get for Monday, and we'll close it Friday at midnight. Okay, I like it. So five days. Yeah, and all sales. Sweet. So I won't take anything back. You get everything. Cool. I do free shipping on my website. Okay. So that's the only thing that'll be 
out of pocket, but people can also, um, not out of pocket, but like whatever will come out of the yeah. lump sum of cash. Okay. Um, I love it. We appreciate people can it. also pick them up too. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And if you need the sauna, <laughs> right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, did you design your website? Did you do it mm. yourself? Was yeah. it, what did you use? Squarespace. Okay. Did you, and you host it on Squarespace and all that? Yes. I did everything on through Squarespace. there. Okay. Yeah. And do you, you process payments on there? Yep. Through Stripe. Okay. And what does that cost you? You know, um, I pay Squarespace 3.27% of like whatever sales. net sales or whatever. Yeah. So if I'm selling the sweaters for $69.99, um, after shipping, which is usually about 77 bucks. Yeah. 70, <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> it's anywhere from, from the new Sonic came from. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, five to 10 bucks for shipping. Um, and then there's usually like a $2 fee or so. Okay. Squarespace takes. All right. Um, but yeah. Cause I think I'm, we're, uh, I think we're going to set up some kind of like family foundation at some point. That's yeah. kind of the goal. Um, and I've been toying around with making a website, but I gotta. Oh, Squarespace is so easy. Yeah. How it's how like long, how long do you think it put? Like, how much time do you think you put into it? Quite a bit. Probably total thirty to yeah fifty hours. Yeah, I was thinking like a week, like yeah. of, of eight hour days. You could pump it out in a weekend. You'd have to do like full concentration. Yeah. I was hoping that I was going to get a week between jobs and it's like they didn't give me that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to need you right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Cause I want to like, but you can do it a hundred percent or you could source it out. You could find someone to build your website. Um, for probably I would think 500 or a thousand bucks. Yeah. Thought about it. I just, I'm trying to do the foundation route, which is broke as a, you know, a joke and not spend any money, but <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like, if, if you're running a foundation, you're probably supposed to not be, like, super frugal, or, uh, no, frugal's the wrong word, um, just throwing money around, I guess. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you should probably try and Do limit the, the costs as much as possible. Right, but 500 to 1,000 bucks in the grand scheme. I know, no, you're right. crazy if you're generating, sure. you know, tens of thousands of dollars in revenue. This is true, this is true. So, like, building the website, you want it to be user-friendly, you want mm -hmm. people to be able to... yeah you know, click around on it and see kind of what it's about and read her story. Sure. Uh, right. That's, it's, that's the thing. It's like, it's only going to be, it'll be like a, a mission slash story or about page and events. You can do merchandise too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Lexi Hemsey designed a sweet logo. Shout out Lexi Hemsey, um, for the golf thing last year. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's we'll probably go with something like the Mighty Murphy Foundation or whatever. Yeah, it's um, a good name. Yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, so that's. I think we'll just keep that, and it's like the, the logo's already there. I got the colors. Got right. Is it like an MM? I don't know. It's a. Uh, I didn't it on your phone. It is on my phone, but uh, here. Your phone's in the car. No, it's <laughs> Keep it away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw there was like a YouTube video. This guy was doing a speech. Yeah. And he brought someone up, and he was like, give me your phone. <laughs> and the guy gives him his phone, and he's like, if I'm sitting here talking to you and I have my phone right here, what are you thinking? Right. He's like, I'm thinking you're 
looking at your phone. Yeah, not listening to me. <laughs> not yeah. listening to me. Exactly. Right. Uh, that's, I mean, you walk into a lot of rooms these days, and you see a lot of heads down. I know. I'm, and I'm, I feel like I'm very bad at that, I'm, and I know it, and I try and be better about it. But it's an addiction. It's totally an addiction. addiction. A, for real thing, dude. I talk to a lot of former addicts, and um, it's scary. That that's the. Uh, that's kind of it. Oh, yeah, it's a little hard to see. A flower. Yeah, like a, yeah, I'm like a golf tee. So oh, the rose is so okay. So the the story behind the rose, that's the way they teach little kids to say cystic fibrosis is they call it, they say sixty five roses because it sounds you know semi similar to it, but it's a little easier to say than. So the rose, that's where that came from, and then purple, I think, is like the the CF color, and then there's a golf tee in there because we were playing golf. Cool. Yeah, she did a really good job. So yeah, we could de- we actually sold some glassware and merch at the actual golf thing this year. Yeah, and you can find merchandise anywhere. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can partner with UNRL. Right. Yeah, for, I think... For sure. I don't know if you we actually, Michael at all. I do. A little bit. I mean, like, if I saw him, I would say, what's up to him? Yeah. You know? I don't... I mean, I still talk to him on a weekly basis. Really? Maybe I connect you with him. Yeah. We, uh... I think they were actually supposed to come out... Maybe not a weekly basis. Right. Probably once a month. Regularly enough Regularly. to... The last couple of weeks, we've been talking more regularly. Yeah. Last year, we, uh... Because Lexi... Again, shout out Lexi Hemsley. has one of those crickets. You know what those are? Mm, the things that like, um, like print. They, cricket? No, no, no. Like um, they like, god damn it. What is this thing called? Like they put like stickers. Stickers is the <laughs> it makes it sound really cheap. but Oh, like the screen print. Yes, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was like thinking screen vinyl, printing. but that's yeah. not what I'm trying to. It's not vinyl. <laughs> like um, for uh, like Vikings and everything. Yeah, or like, yeah, so you can like put it on a glass. Like the, the yeah, you yeah. know, the again, not the vinyl, but whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like super fancy wooden put ones. Put it on a little cup. Yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, we had wine glasses and beer mugs and she made us golf shirts. And, oh, that's all. But... If we were going to try and scale it, I don't know that she could. Uh, I feel like I'd be putting her in a sweatshop. <laughs> could you print 1,000 yeah. shirts? I'm going to need, uh, I'm gonna need uh, for 40 a week, yeah. 40 hours it is. Uh. <laughs> Did you say that you just started a new job? Did you already start? Or no, so weeks, it was an interview. It was, it was a, it was an interesting interview process. I applied for the job on uh, September eighteenth, or September eighth, even worse. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that and was like four uh, months ago, right? And it took a long time to hear back from, which I think is you know it happens. People are out of town or whatever, um, and then went through five interviews which is a lot in my personal opinion the ceo that's right I, I, that my joke was are they giving me the nuclear codes like what is what's happening right now and here's the deal uh, for all the listeners of the bauer hour i'm not a big deal at all like i'm a very like senior of the juniors you know what i mean like it's uh not a big deal um so you know went through all that and then <laughs> I get an. I'm pretty close friends with my current boss. Um, he's a good guy, uh, and he sends me like a screenshot or something, and it's a it's a meeting from my current boss or my will be new boss that um, like to talk transition, and I hadn't heard anything, so I'm like, well, that seems good, right? Like, why would they be talking about transition anyway? And literally the next morning, I get an, uh, a meeting from, again, my new boss, and the subject is, like, basically the funding is not there anymore for this job, for this job that I was interviewing for. 
but he's hoping that they'll like they have some conversations going into next year, and he's thinking it'll be more like a pause than a no. So anyway, is it a startup? No, it's no, no, no. Oh, so it's, it's, it's Shuris is a company Shuris. that, uh, yeah, that um, is a, just a health plan that United owns, right? Okay. What do you mean the funding isn't there? I don't really know. Out. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that I guess it's that time of year where they're discuss. They should. You would think that they're discussing twenty four twenty four funding. Right. You thought it'd be done by then, but department. Yeah, and I think there was just some whatever. Anyway, it something happened. I yeah. guess, and um, so my new this he will be my new boss now. I felt bad because he you could tell he felt bad like this is getting dragged on super long, and um, so that was bef- that was the like beginning of. Um, November, and then after Thanksgiving, he finally reached out and was like, "All right, I think we got good news." I think. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Um, and so then I, uh, yeah, we you know met a few times and whatever, and I actually finally signed the offer last week on like Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we were texting I was about even, doing. This. Yeah. Well, right. And I was, I was even telling my uh, telling Maddie, I'm like, don't say anything to anyone because I haven't like signed anything yet yeah. and I've had this rug pulled once already I don't need to be like explaining to everybody that I, but I have officially signed it and so yeah did you do a lot of salary negotiation Is there a lot of back no. and forth about that and here's the reason why we uh, I they do grade levels at United and I don't think any of this is going to get me in trouble but if it does sorry uh <laughs> But we do grade levels, and so I – it was a lateral grade level move, and so I only really, I think, had like so much wiggle room that I could, you know, kind of try and finesse out of them. But corporate structure. Yeah. Right yep. But I like the title a lot better, and it was a good move, and I think the business is a good decision to get to. So um, – you're kind of acting as like a buffer between IT and what sales? No, so we're all it's all like internal clients. So we our business or our like our client is people from United Healthcare who want like something from the app that I'm working on. Okay. Which is an adjudication platform. Super boring, but basically You're working on the app? I mean, me, no, but I'm, like, delivering them requirements to build something, yeah. So, translating business requirements into the IT side of things and doing, like, some very low-level design of the actual software. Yeah. And then you're a UX designer? No. (laughs) No, so... (laughs) You're talking about you can't build a website. (laughs) Right, yeah. Well, no, because that is different. And the the application... Healthcare doesn't necessarily generally care about what you're entering the information into because it's like so the the clients the people who use the application that I'm working on are like claims examiners so this claim comes through our our system and for whatever reason hits a snag mm-hmm. there's missing data doesn't make sense whatever it hits a snag mm-hmm. well someone's going to go in there and check why that might have hit and then try and adjust it or fix it or or re-adjudicate it and send it back through if they think it looked fine whatever the case might be um so the ux design is not exactly like their first concern whereas that's part of the reason why i'm excited about surest is it's much more of like a um end user being someone like me or you who's like going into their healthcare app and trying to look for a service or, or whatever. So that it'll be, I think a little bit more, uh, 
just like adventure. Yeah, I don't know if that's the wrong word, but like I think it, it's it, it's a better product to be working on, I guess. There's a lot of money in the world of healthcare. <laughs> there is a lot of money in the world of healthcare. A lot of money that filters through <laughs> big healthcare insurance companies as well as like pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. and medical um like medical uh whatever things you instrument sure yeah devices you know, like striker yep medical devices yeah, yeah. there we go yeah it's crazy medical field <laughs> oh dude it's it's um i've been working at united for five years now and like almost six and i still don't like feel that comfortable about like uh how everything connects to each other because it's like i so i work on a provider team we focus focus on the provider side data i worked on the claims team for a while and it's it is so confusing how i i think i would put up a challenge to anybody to follow one dollar that comes into this healthcare system and how that dollar filters down to whoever it's supposed to pay because it's almost impossible like right. it That's is. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it's it's crazy. I uh, like seventy five cents comes back to the healthcare. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's hard to. People are just grabbing money. Yeah, filtering through the system. Right, and you know, my mom is from the UK, and so it's a socialized healthcare system, and so she's very like gung ho about that. And I don't necessarily feel that way. There's, I think there's positives and negatives to both of them. Like we, you know, there's kind of a, a sticker value or sticker shock to like our premiums and, and the fact that we still have to like hit a deductible and all that kind of stuff and a lot of, you know, uh, plans, but, uh, we also have a really good healthcare system from like an innovation point of view, you know, like, um, Trikafta, the drug that Murphy will take, it was available here first and like right away, you know, they, they, they are the first ones that kind of lay it out to new age groups. So it just got approved for two years old, like last April. Um, and before it was five or six and then it was, you know, before that it was 12 and before that it was like adults only or whatever. Um, but there's places that have like the nationalized healthcare that the, the two year olds don't have access to it yet. And the, you know, the six year olds don't or whatever, cause they got to go through all these boards and these, um, a lot of times it, with this specific, specifically with Trikafta, it goes through, it gets snagged up cause it's very expensive. And so those national systems are paying for that that cost right um and so they get struck down for like accounting issues and it's like that's crazy like imagine being someone whose kid <laughs> is you know dependent on something and it's getting denied because a board of people put it into an accounting system and it, it spit out a bad answer for them you know like that that would drive me nuts so i that part i don't envy in you know the national system so there's it's interesting i don't know i think you say the UK has a better system? No, I, I don't. No, I don't think so. Because again, like that, um, they've Trikafta has been on these these. Um, God, there's what is the term? It's like a cost effectiveness. Okay. So basically, the the uh, the improvement of quality of life versus the cost of the drug. They kind of weigh that right and again it's in like it's on like a board of people that that make these decisions it's like that's crazy so the the uk is going through that process right now of determining if trikafta is worth 
what it's being charged essentially and they'll put a cap on it if it's not and like that is terrifying because if she couldn't take that that would be not great that's not that's just like the one that has changed cf people's life and it's like that would not i would not like that right so here you know there and and that's not to say we're perfect here right because i have good insurance i have a good job and all that kind of stuff and not everybody has that so that part i get you know i can understand that argument but I think we we do great innovation here is insane because there's you know the speed to the markets it's better than everywhere else there's not as many hoops to get through here as there is you know in other parts of the world and some of it's arbitrary like cost effectiveness it's like that's crazy who could put that if it's if it's improving my kid's life and gonna make them live a more quality life you can just you're gonna save that by keeping them out of the hospital right so like with Murphy it's degenerative so it gets worse as they get older and it's like those costs at the end of their life are so expensive. And if you can delay that or or get keep them down or have them live a normal life with something like Trikafta, that's just a a poorly um, thought out decision, in my opinion, to to kind of put a, a price cap on stuff like that. And so there's again, there's positives and negatives to to everything, you know. And so I I, I guess I'm not one. To, I I can't tell you which one's better the you know or worse in our situation we're in a good spot i mean you're, you're, you must be picking up like thousands of pills at a time <laughs> you should see i'll send you a picture it uh the suitcase we get it's gotten better because she bumped up to like a larger dosage and so she takes less pills so we have a bunch of there's three thousand units six thousand unit nine thousand unit maybe even twelve thousand unit pills and she started on the 3000 which was eight eight pills per meal um and she just got bumped up to the 6000 and that's four because obviously you know whatever you, do, you had to split it in half um but we still have a bunch of the the 3000 left and you should see it's like this tall and this wide for a month of, of pills it's insane it looks like a briefcase of pills that's insane yeah gosh so she uh yeah she's not you know and then there's nebs she does a neb whenever she needs it and um so that's another whole other thing that we gotta pick up you ever push her around or anything or is no she's dude she will be beating him up in no time she's yeah he's he's a lazy guy he's just i mean yes and no he's not i don't really want to call him lazy but he's just not like you might listen to this one it's right exactly yeah i gotta i gotta keep it keep it 100 with him but no yeah she's just like feistier and like she's just well like she's just that's how she is she's so i'm not energy. yeah no she's dane, his ankles if she has yeah to. right yeah <laughs> yep but no dane dane's great with her we uh you know she's like these nebs take 15 20 30 minutes something like that and you know i we were talking about social media i do hate it for a lot of things but like youtube have got like these stupid songs or whatever and she just is like like just stare like she could you could she could sit there for an hour and she does not sit still but she will sit still for those ones like it's scary it is a little scary but in our in our situation it's nice cuz she'll actually sit there and like take her nap and, and you know whatever but we we do only use that like as soon as she's done we turn it off cuz it's like she'll just like be drooling watching the thing yeah oh for sure yeah so he uh no, they're, we're, he's really good with it. And I think Dane will be a great, like, bigger brother for, a you know, a kid that has some kind of medical needs. To look out for. Yeah. And they're so close in age that they'll never be, like... Yeah, 13 months. 13 months. Yeah. So they'll be, like, a great apart at all times, you know? Yeah. And so he'll always be around, which is pretty cool, too. That's quick. 
Are you guys gonna continue to? Oh no, we're. Oh, here you oh go. we're snippy, snippy. Oh yeah. You got it. Yep. How was that? It was honestly not bad at all. Really? Yeah. No, it was. Uh... Did you smell it? I heard the smell was the worst part. Um. Yeah, you catch a little whiff of it. It's not like. Not as bad as like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I didn't get a huge waft of it, but no, dude, I was in and out in eight minutes. Oh, really? In and out eight minutes. It was one of the most efficient processes I've ever like been a part of in my life. Wow. And then burn something. What? They burn something. Well, they gotta cauterize the things they're cutting. Right. Yeah. Well, you're all numbed up. You could. They could fucking smack you. (laughs) You wouldn't even feel it. (laughs) You're all. You don't. No, there was almost no pain at all. I mean, the next day you're obviously sore. Yeah, limping around a little bit. Yeah, and like you don't want to pick up the kids. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I know I, it was it was fine. Yeah, hmm. I've I've heard different experiences that like. Same. But I it's think it's good to hear a good experience. Yeah, no, mine was mine. It was a weekend off. It was kind of. <laughs> did you do it? Like, uh, I did it like on a Friday, and yeah, yeah. took the weekend to kind of relax. Yep. Back. Yeah, it was maybe the Players Championship or something. Yeah. There was a golf tournament. I tried to do the Masters, but the guy was like in Vegas or something. Really? Yeah, he was like going to be out of town, or no, maybe yeah, he was going somewhere. It's probably a really popular weekend for guys. To yeah. The Masters. Yeah, I think it's like that. Madness. Yeah, in March Madness, exactly. <laughs> but no, it was. Uh, it, it was much more painful in my in my thoughts than it actually was in reality. Did you want to get it because of this CF, or was it um, kind of, we have a boy, we have a girl? Perfect. It was kind of a little bit of everything. We, I think, two would have was most likely going to be it. Because you had three in your family. Yep, and she has five. She's one of five. Um, but five. Yeah, it's a whole, wow. it's a gaggle of That's them. Arm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. Um, but so a couple things. One, the boy and girl thing helped a lot. So if we would have had two boys, I bet you it would have been at least a thought to have the third. Um, so the boy girl thing helped a lot, and then the CF thing did like kind of put the final nail in the coffin because just like. It's a one in four chance again. We don't really know. Like we, well, exactly. We're getting ourselves in. Right. Yeah. And like at the time, it only been you know this was like six months after she was born or whatever. And so it's like we don't even really know it's gonna be or whatever. And um, like we have a ton of cousins. Yeah. Maddie has five siblings. Right. Two others. Well, I mean, she's got a family surrounded. She's got five on Maddie's side already. Um, and none on mine. But yeah, no, she. Yeah. How many on? Five. So she's got. She has five cousins already on Maddie's side. Yeah, because Maddie's older wow. sister is probably like thirty-four, and then Cody's like thirty-two, and Maddie's thirty, almost they thirty-one. Have a, they all have a couple. Yeah, Taylor's got three boys. Uh, wow. Boone, River, and Dayton. Three boys. Three boys. It's like the Gronkowskis. It is. <laughs> they they might be the Gronkowskis. That's right. The Witties are, are generation two of the Gronkowskis. Um, and then Cody and Amy have um, a boy, a girl, and a boy. So it go. Yeah. So next week's gonna be pretty crazy because they're all coming into town. It's gonna be a full house. Oh my god, it's nuts. There's like nowhere to move. It's a whole deal. But uh <laughs> it's fun. Everywhere. Yeah. Everything's loud. You're just How old how old is your youngest? Just over one. Okay, so she's 
probably gonna it's a it's a sheet right i didn't just okay that's what i thought wow i had a moment there where i was like okay all right no honestly like i i just had a moment where i just was like you just assumed that and and, and fired away um but she's so she's probably gonna be like sort of starting to get it a little bit but wrigley's like probably in full christmas mode she Oh, for Christmas? Um, so, yeah, she doesn't right. really know Christmas yet. Right, but... She's, like, but, starting to babble. She's saying, like, Mommy and Daddy. She's okay. walking around. Do you think when... Um, but Wrigley's, like, he knows Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hell yeah, brother. Yeah. This He's is asking it. asking for a monster truck. Right, yeah. A big monster truck. All of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, but she'll probably start firing up a little bit, though, when he starts ripping presents. Like, when they start for actually sure. doing the physical yes. opening of them. Yeah, and that's kind of where Murph, Murphy's, you know, again, almost two... She doesn't like quite understand that like Santa brings presents yet. Where Dane's like, when Santa comes, sh- shit gets real. Yeah, I get all the recycling trucks and yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, that's his big one. He's got a garbage truck and now he wants a recycling truck to go with it. But uh, so it'll, I'm very excited for Christmas this year because I feel like it's uh, when they're like little babies. Like the parents are way more excited than they are. They don't even get presents it. for them. Right? Yeah, yeah, they don't even know. And it's like. Shit, they don't even know what it is. Even when they're two, like, they're still kind of, like, getting distracted. Right. Just, they're tearing a little bit. And then once it's open, they're like, oh, cool. Right. They don't really understand the whole thing. Right. Like, Dane, there's a couple presents under the tree or whatever. And he's like, oh, there's presents under the tree. And Murphy just is, like, excited because he's excited. You know, <laughs> she doesn't really understand what it means quite yet. Yeah. But he's, oh, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm a big Christmas guy, so I'm pretty pumped about it. I'm pretty <laughs> pumped about him being excited about it. I used to like not be able to sleep the really? night before. Oh yeah. You're a big Christmas you like the presents or what's like I'm sure that had a, <laughs> a large a large uh um reasoning, but yeah. No, Does I Maddie just... get you good presents? Yeah, we're like yeah, I mean You guys get each other stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I but like I sent her a link to what I'm getting this year, so it's like you just buy that. But and then her birthday's next Thursday, so we get she's we've Ooh, got like so a she big gets spoiled. She does. Well she should. as she should, yeah. Uh-huh. Um but it's a it's a long couple weeks every year. Because it's like her birthday basically starts Christmas. You know what I mean? Because like it's what it's. I think it's on a Thursday. It's the twenty first. What, what day is that? Anyway, let's just say it's Thursday. I think it's Thursday. Twenty. You don't know your wife's birthday. No, I know. I know the day. I don't know what day of the week it is. Oh, okay. The twenty first. Her, her birthday is the twenty first. I'm saying, I, is it on? Is the twenty first on a I Thursday? I thought you were more confident on the Thursday. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I uh, I always joke with her that I don't know it because then, like, I actually in reality at first I did. I was really bad at like remembering it. Because the twentieth. Well, in my my mom is January like twenty second, I think, uh, and so it always fuck with me that like yeah. they're that they were whatever one month apart. Yeah, one day. Off. And like the days, yeah. Um, but so there was yeah probably like three or four years where I was like isn't it like the 19th or something knowing that was wrong but like yeah. trying to just get her to tell me what it was I was asking Amy we went to see some lights tonight and oh, yeah? I was asking her I was like should we like just tell Riggs that Santa's not real oh my god or like how do you break that news like do you break it early no no just let him kind of figure it out hell yeah you can't so you gotta think about it in the grand scheme of things. There's probably only like so let's say they don't really understand it until they're three. There's probably only like six years of of six years? Santa being real. Because like nine, if they are around kids with older siblings at nine, they are gonna figure out Santa's not real pretty fucking quick. 
I feel like you're going to figure it out quicker than that. But that's what I'm just like saying on an average, let's say. Six years? Do you think kids believe in Santa until they're nine years old? I think you're giving a little more credit to nine-year-olds <laughs> than they deserve. Oh, uh, but, okay, whatever. Let's fucking – even worse, even more to my point. Like, So, no, you do not ruin it for them because you only right. get like this you tiny little window of it. Yeah. So, no, I just, you should not ruin it for them. You're right. terrible. But it's not real. You're not telling them the truth. But that, but the, <laughs> one of the beautiful things of children is ignorance is bliss. Like it's yeah. them not knowing things. Is that part of the imagination? Santa is you, you guys, right? And it's imagination, right? It's yeah, a whole it's deal. You just gotta let them, right. let them expand yeah. imagination. That's a good way don't, to look at it. Don't squeeze don't their orange already. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, don't. No, I, I get where you're coming from. There is a point for sure where like. They un- they need to actually understand just like the physics behind it like that's just not possible right you know what I mean like so you have there is like if they're twelve yeah you should probably bust the news to them that hey let's just do <laughs> some simple numbers here point. right yeah uh, there's a lot of houses Santa would be going right to. yeah I think one of our maybe in like seventh grade Mr Voigt I'm pretty sure like it was a physics class he like made us do the math on like how fast you'd have to be going oh really <laughs> yeah like and it was it was an age where you should definitely have known that santa was not real so it wasn't like he was like <laughs> bursting anyone's bubble but someone starts cl- crying in the middle oh of man that would have been electric <laughs> this is uh maple grove junior high <laughs> you said that was seventh grade uh it probably was more like ninth grade. yeah like eighth or ninth like ninth grade yeah because physics probably wasn't quite seventh grade we weren't quite smart enough then. nowadays they're doing long division in like first grade i'm a little concerned about that because well, i <clears throat> think you don't because when was the last time you busted out long division on a piece of paper that's what I'm worried about. You're right. ECT? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> that part concerns me a little bit. Maybe. Maybe a little bit in college. Um, that one, uh, that one's from Belize. And then the one with the little cabin is also from Belize. How did you get that back? Um, they were rolled up and then we got them framed here. Oh, that's smart. Alex Clark painted that one of Amy and I. That's um, cool. It was a picture from our wedding day. Those are our vows that the girl who ordained our wedding made us that one. This one over here is from Barcelona, um, the yellow one. The yellow when did you go to Barcelona? Thing. My mom actually got it okay. for me in Barcelona, but I went to Barcelona in 2017. How was it? You know, it was so oh, cool. God damn it, dude. So cool. It is um, much different than anywhere in the US. I can believe that. Yeah. Where did you go when you were over there? So you were in Barcelona. Did you just do Spain or what was the... No, we went to Prague. We went to Germany. Um, we went to Austria. And we went to Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah, we were there for, I don't know, 10, 14 days or something. Cool. In that range. Yeah, it was, uh, it was right when we graduated college. That's kind of what you got to do. Just me and Nick. It was so much fun yeah we actually got we lost each other in barcelona Ooh. yeah i lost my phone the night before (laughs) and i went back in the morning and the nightclub is shut Uh, until like seven o'clock right it's like a little restaurant or something but they're totally separate businesses yeah so they couldn't let me in the lost and found until like later that night Mm. um so we were like well we're not gonna let this ruin our day let's just stick together yeah and then we were going to this 
park. It's called Park Well. It's like a huge tourist attraction. Okay. Around bikes. And Nick has the GPS. <laughs> and then there's a sign. There's signs as well that are telling yeah. us how to get there. So I'm like, just put the GPS away and we'll just follow the signs. So yeah. then you don't have to bike with your phone out in front of you because he actually flipped over the handlebars because he was looking down at the phone oh my the break. and then i was like just put the phone away we'll follow the signs and then he didn't he kept following his phone and i went towards the signs Jeez. and um we were going around park well and it's like a huge place and i'm like I'm yelling <laughs> at this place. Someone told me to shut up. Well, because you're panicking at this point. I'm in, I'm in another country. Yeah, not even like down the road. Yeah. I don't know where Airbnb's at. Right. And like, you don't exactly speak Spanish, I'm sure. And I don't know how to get back to that nightclub. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> like, I know I got to go towards the beach. Yeah. Oh, I'm screaming. And then I found like a security guard or something. And um, Nick was at the front entrance. I went through like a side entrance. I was I was with the security guard for probably like thirty minutes or so, but we were both like walking around, and I was like, just randomly, I'd be like, neck, neck, neck. <laughs> thinking of Tourette's or something. And he heard me at one point. No way. And he like he was like, no way. <laughs> Where is he? He's not just yelling yeah. at me. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you spend that amount of time with someone, you. I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs, right? Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. And especially traveling. <laughs> yeah. Traveling is the ultimate, like, something's going to go wrong at for some point. Sure. It's no doubt. Yeah. And even, like, where should we eat? You know? Well, I'm really hungry, so let's right. just eat here. But it's like, all right, well, do we want to experience some, like, good yeah. Spain food? Right. Um, <laughs> Barcelona is a... Uh, yeah, it's a good spot. A lot cool. of history there. A lot of cool like churches and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. We uh, spent a lot of time at the beach, and probably a little too much time in the nightclubs. Yeah, yeah. As <laughs> they're one open does. all night. Right. Yeah. So they you can literally you get lost. They there. live a different lifestyle. It's uh yeah. Like you sit on the beach and watch the sunrise. Right. Seven in the morning. Right. And the nightclub is on the beach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's fun. I mean, I'm glad you guys found each other. That dude, that would be terrifying. I think getting lost in a foreign country might be like my number one. I would, I, I might just shack up <laughs> and try and figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. Certainly chicken. Yeah, dude, that would be terrifying. The elephant is from Colombia, and when we went paragliding, Howie <laughs> and Yanni went first, and it cooled down as they were in the air. So you're supposed to go off and then land back where you started mm-hmm. <laughs> how we thought you were in the air and it cooled down so they couldn't find a hot pocket to get back up the mountain right so they had to bomb it into this like <laughs> random field in Colombia. oh no <laughs> and um so we and then we had to wait till the rain went away because it started raining yeah and so we shacked up for like an hour and then yanni landed by himself and he's like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we just landed in some random spot. This was not the plan. Yeah. And then five minutes later, Chris Howerton comes flying out of the air. <laughs> We're, that's terrifying. Did you? So, what kind of training did they do with this paragliding oh, before I you? Don't think there was anything. Honestly, <laughs> it was like just maybe a couple jumps. Feeling it? Oh my god! It was the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life. That dude. I again. I think paragliding in a foreign country might be up there with my fears of. <laughs> that's Especially cra- with two kids, dude. Yeah, you're just like I'm gonna end up in a 
a wheelchair. This guy's a hundred pounds. Was hell yeah. He's strapped to your back. <laughs> and you're literally all they tell you is run as fast as you can <laughs> off of a mountain. Yeah, I want you to go. And they say don't stop moving your feet until you literally don't feel ground. Oh uh, booty went and fell as he was running down the mountain. And they were like, No, 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 don't do that. That's how you die. We were, I was like you guys sure you still want to do this? What well, what was the uh, remind me? What was the occasion that you were in Colombia? What was Next it for? Party. I knew. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What a. That's wild. What a destination. That is that a destination. Colombia. I'll probably never go back. Though. Right. That's true. Like, yeah. It was a super cool spot to visit. Got you there. What would what was um why did he pick or how did he come across that? Place. We were trying to decide on a different place without him and surprise him. Mm-hmm. We wanted to just have him show up to the airport because he wanted a destination one. Uh, and I think a lot of people were on board with it. Sure. Um, we were going to do Austin, Texas, but then there was a couple of people that were unsure, so they brought him in, and then he thought on it, and then he sent like this video of like, we're going to Colombia, and put on some like Pablo Escobar music. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so grandiose entrance yeah grandiose entrance for sure but our airbnb was sweet i mean it the culture there is just no uh, yeah that's that's super cool i just was curious how you land on that part of the globe without doing like a, just a spin and point yeah yeah just close your eyes, throw a dart <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and then amy got that other painting in france and then the other one in sweden and then those two little ones are uh, little sewings of our houses. Oh my god. So that one's the one that you're in right now, the bottom one. And then the top one is the one just outside of St. Cloud in Clear Lake, Minnesota. Oh, your, uh, your cabin or whatever you yeah. want to call it? Yeah, there you that go. That got flooded this last winter. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Frozen pipe. So it has been being, it has been being rebuilt for the last. 11 months, mm. 10 months, and probably not going to be ready until the spring. Small town contractors. Yeah, and I want it done, you know, your way. Correctly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I don't want to hire someone who's just going to turn and burn it. Right. So when I hired this guy, I knew he was working multiple jobs, but I knew the quality of work that he did. So I just sacrificed time for quality. Yeah. And it is what it is. Like, it'll get done at some point. Yeah. Um, Right now, it's not making me broke, but, you know, if something happened with my job, I would probably go pretty broke pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. But, um, yeah, tonight, I mean, that's why I started reinvesting back in Airbnb, because I Airbnb'd that place for a month and a half, um, and I saw that it was a pretty lucrative deal. Mm-hmm. And then, so, I found this other place, and... When we got up to the other place in Villager, uh, the guy that I went up with was my realtor, and he was like, I'll go in on this with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a home run, I think. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, yeah, it'd be great to have a partner because that place is massive. Yeah. You have, you're going to go up there. Yeah, right. So I thought the, the kind of 12 sl- sleeper or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited about that. It's so awesome. Dude. Yeah, I bet. It is so much fun. It looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have a blast. And, and it's kid-friendly, too. Right. We, 
there's a lofted area. We have it all like boarded up for kids and whatnot. Cool. Because um, obviously I brought my kids up there, and we know that a lot of families go up there. Yeah. And like, if you get up there and you see things that you're like, this would have been helpful or that would have been helpful. Sure. I want to know that stuff. All right. Because we're putting every dollar back into it. Yeah. We're not pulling any up sure. for ourselves. Right. We keep it in the account, and then when we hit a slow period, that's when we just start dumping money. Yeah. Like, we need to fix this, 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 this. Right. Yeah. How did you guys set up that agreement, like you and this your realtor? Like, what, what, like how did do you have a contract? Like, what's the? We have an LLC. Okay. Um, and then we're just fifty fifty on the LLC. Okay. And then when it came down to like signing the checks, we just he put his commissions into the deal actually, um, and then we just split the rest fifty fifty. Okay. So it was a great decision to bring on. Uh, partner and mm-hmm. his wife is really helpful too. She does all the communication on Airbnb. Nice. Um, and it would take up a lot of time if it was just me running it. Yeah, I bet. Because you're coordinating with a caretaker, you're coordinating with a cleaning crew, and you're coordinating with guests on two different apps, Airbnb and BRBO. Ugh. Which is a lot of things, and it's a big property, so it needs constant attention. Right. And we have bookings every weekend. Yeah. And even in the winter, like now, December's booked, January's booked, February's booked. Yeah. March and April are like, I think there's one or two weekends booked in those two months. So those are when we're planning on like redoing some of the bathrooms and uh, some flooring and whatnot. Yeah. Interesting. And do you just take like a traditional mortgage out on something like that? Balloon. It's a commercial um, property, technically. Um, So you have to get like a five-year balloon loan. And then after five years, you either refinance or you come up with the cash to pay off the debt. The rest of it. So if you own whatever three, four hundred thousand dollars on it, you have to come up with that cash, which you know we'll just refinance. Right. Hopefully with the same same bank, if not, you can find banks to finance that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But it's kind of random. That is random. It's a super random thing that I just got into. That first place in St. Cloud, that was just a wild deal. It came turnkey, and it came with uh, a pontoon, a wake boat, a fishing boat, Jeez. a four-wheeler. Someone died? No, it was these people from Eden Prairie. They just wanted to get rid of it. Huh. And they didn't want to like find a storage unit for all the furniture and all the stuff that was in there. So they are just like, yeah, we'll just leave everything. How did you even like hear about it? I found it on the MLF. How did you get access to that? I had my realtor just like send up, set up an auto forward for all lake properties in Minnesota. So I get an email notification. And were you were you looking specifically for something to Airbnb? I just liked looking at properties. And then <laughs> I because you're bored or what? What right at at work when I'm yeah. not doing anything? I just liked looking at properties. Sure. I don't know what you do when you're bored at work, but like Zillow is a great spot to get. Yeah, lost. for sure. Like see how houses are designed. Yeah. Different plots of land. Yeah. Um, and lake properties in Minnesota. I mean, there's only a finite amount of lakes, right? Right. So I was like, this can't be that bad of an investment. Um, and if it is, you learn. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's just how life works. But totally. I'm a. Uh, I consider myself pretty risky. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the rest. Right, we're young. Right, afford the rest. Yeah, you got some more room to mess up. Right. Yeah, I don't know, but it's been it's been a fun experience. Yeah, I mean you you 
you know how it is, dude, with two kids. Yeah. You you gotta pick your pick your time pretty, <laughs> right. pretty wisely. Yeah, the passive income is nice though. I mean that's I mean it's not passive in, in the sense, but you know you yeah. like, you've got all your like, it's not passive right now. Coordinating, but yeah, right. Hopefully at some point it's a decent like lump sum. Yeah. You know, way down the road if we ever decide to sell or you know if it's gets to a point where we don't need to reinvest as much as we are right now. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of self-sustaining, which I don't know if it'll ever be at that point because we'll continue to add on. Yeah. Add more trailers and houses. And, right. And you're always going to have maintenance stuff, right? Like, yeah. Right. It's four and a half acres. It's a huge plot of land. That is cool. So there's like a ton of room to grow. What was it? Was it a cabin before? Was it like a, a camp? It was two separate owners, actually, and then they both died, and or one of them died, and then the other guy bought out the other guy's land, okay. and then the other guy died and put it in a trust for his kids, and then the kids didn't use it, and they just wanted to get rid of it. Mm. So they, they put it on the market the day before Thanksgiving. Um and I don't that. think there's a lot of people going to look at houses. No, Thanksgiving it's a weird day. Yeah. So we went up at 5 a.m. the day after Thanksgiving, and um, we got there, and the sun was just like, <laughs> you know, it was perfect. Yeah. And the signs were right. The signs were all right. Yeah. Then we, yeah, that's when he was like, "Yeah, I'll go in on this with you." Cool. And we just drove two hours. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he was pretty excited about it from the get go when I sent it to him. Nice. Yeah. You, cool. you own your place in St. Michael, don't you? Yep. Yeah, we'll, uh, we like it. We'll probably stay out there. Yeah, we'll stay in that area. We need a little more space at some point. I think when, um, the plan at least is when, before Dane goes to kindergarten, try and kind of get a little more room. And you're going to stay there? Yeah, I, I think in that area, like mm -hmm. between Rogers, St. Michael, Otsego, Albertville. Good spot. Kind of in that area, yeah. You want any like land? I don't necessarily care one way or the other. I would Didn't like. Did grow up with some land? Yeah, they still have like 15 acres in Maple Grove there in Dayton or whatever it is. Um, but I will get a good piece of land, right? Like even our house right now, we bought it because it backs up to a wetland, like, and there's no one behind it, you know. And so it's like, no. Oh, it's not like people worry about your kids well no there. wetland makes it sound way more it's pretty much just tall grass like oh it's a low like area country, i don't know Have you ever been about yeah yeah it's yeah. similar to that we're like yeah. when it really rains there's some standing water but you could walk across it pretty much at any time like to the point where yes i do not no do not worry about my kids <laughs> <laughs> like drowning or getting lost or whatever but um i was gonna ask um what kind of, like, going through something like that with a child, what kind of effect does that have on your marriage with your wife? Whew. I feel like... Um, I think it can definitely have some impacts on it, right? Like, especially, I think you add the fact that you just had a new kid. So anyone who's had a child, like, the first two months, or you're just so tired to begin with, right? Like, um... So you have a little added stress in that sense, but I think it did bring us a little actually closer together because you just kind of have to like, you both don't really know what's going to happen going forward. And, and so you have to just kind of 
do the best you can with what's in front of you, right? And just focus on her, right? So the at first it was the gaining weight thing, right? And like when the first day that she gained weight, we like went out and had lunch together, like as a celebration, because it's like that was a big deal for us, right? Like that was the first kind of big hurdle for her to get moving in the right direction, right? Like just to to kind of finally get some positive news out of this whole deal, right? It was the first day that she gained weight. Um, so I, I think it could have had like a lot of, I can understand when people have like traumatic experiences that it does negatively impact, you know, relationships. I think we did, we were pretty conscious about that and like brought it up quite a bit that like, let's not like, you know, let this kind of get us right. Um, and we had to learn how to handle it a little bit, right? There was an adjustment period for sure. Um, but I would say for the most part, you know, it, we we did, we came, we never really had a huge issue with it, right? Like, like I said, normal stresses with just having a kid. You're tired. Like everybody's tired, you know, at that point. Um, but I think in, in that sense, like you're really just focused on getting her healthy and making sure she's healthy. You know, you try and focus on the, the baby and, and kind of. Yeah. But yeah, no. I, 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 having been through it, I can see where it'd be very easy to slip down a bad slope of relationships are complicated. Marriages, right? Not the easiest thing in the world, for sure. Amy and I got into it a little bit in the car today because uh, she was talking about names or something, names for babies, uh-huh. and she said I wasn't taking it serious enough, mm. and that I need to be more serious. Yeah, names for babies. Sure. And I was like. Why? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Why do I need to be more serious about this? Right. What's the reasoning behind it? Yeah. And she's like, because this is something that I like to talk about. Okay. And I was like, I'm trying to make it, you know, more fun. Yeah, right. And she was not too happy with that. But she's also, I mean, she's a couple weeks pregnant. Oh, well, congrats. I don't think I knew. Yeah, that's just four weeks right now or five weeks or something. So it's super early. Sure. Not telling anyone. I'll probably cut this out, but... Uh, yeah. Well, congrats. Yeah, thanks. Good luck with everything. Yeah. yeah. Woo. So, it'll be... When does uh, Lula turn one? Lula turns one. She already turned one October 2nd. Okay. Okay, so she'll be almost two or probably at yes. two, right around two. So you have like four, two, and one or, you know, zero, sorry. Three... Two and zero, yeah. Okay. Three, two, and newborn. It's, it's gonna be- I think, I do think, oh, well, I'll never know this, but I do think it is probably the biggest jump from, from going from one to two versus two to three is what I would think. Thank you. From an outside perspective, and I'll never be there, but I think you do get used to just like maintaining two individuals right like that's big for us it was like because dane wasn't even walking yet yeah so he was like at the point of getting frustrated that he wasn't walking and so when we first brought her home like she he was not walking yet. so that that was that was honestly probably like a bigger stressor than the (laughs) the murphy thing was just like he was almost like to the point where it was like he he's frustrated he's not walking we're frustrated he's not walking and, and then you're dealing with the baby is he at daycare uh yeah he was but okay. you know still like on the weekend at night and all that kind of stuff anyway but yeah he uh yeah so hopefully i i i think you'll 
you'll adjust a little maybe easier this time but i i hope so i thought the toughest adjustment was one to two rather than zero to one like i thought zero to one was easy no i'm saying um i'm just saying like from what you're saying oh like, like kids the number yeah. of kids yeah same the one kid was no problem no problem right but right two is a whole different ball game for sure exactly and then i mean yeah yeah, at a third, and now you're outnumbered. <laughs> that that is something. Yes, that is a different experience that you'll <laughs> you'll have to be. Uh, you gotta go two on one or three on one. Yeah. Well, you'll have to let me know. Because. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I uh, congrats, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think parents figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, shit happens. It's. I think it's like almost too early to even be saying it. Because you still don't know, but she she had a heartbeat. Like Amy found a heartbeat. Oh, because she's an ultrasound tech. Okay, so it makes me feel a little more safe. Yeah, and it's like it's the third kid. Right, she's at pretty experienced point. at this point. She's really experienced. Yes, and like miscarriages happen. To a yeah, lot of people for sure. Like yeah. my mom had one. Yeah, a lot of women go through it for sure. Um, so I think we'd be comfortable talking about it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Right. Well, I think too. Like you, does that's the other thing. When you have kids, like you realize how many pregnancies and just young children, like it doesn't go smoothly for them. You know, like as when you're not in that position, you think it's always like every kid is mostly healthy, and that's just like so not true. It's insane. I mean, think about like our our high school class. It's like there's already been a couple kids that are of our age that have lost children it's like that's crazy you know you don't think that that's ever a thing and it's just it definitely is it happens way more than like you would think and then like you're saying like miscarriages my roommate from college just had one like i don't know let's say a month ago or whatever and she was you know I, they might have even had told this is was they're going to be their first kid and like they might have had told people like the point you know that point it's like that know about it. yeah and it's right and like so i i think you know, you've been through it before already, but people should tell them whenever they want. I do, you know, sometimes it's, you might want to wait just a little longer because you are so excited. It's like the, it's, it is the weirdest time ever. Like you get the biggest news of your life and you can't like tell anybody. I know. You can't just like go run and say, this is what, you know, yeah. is going on. You have to like keep it in house for shit, like two months if you want to like really like, you know, feel pretty good about it. Yeah, Cause I'm really confident in the pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's uh, a weird deal. Yeah, I mean, I think like seventy-five percent of miscarriages. Don't quote me on that number. Happen within like the first yeah six weeks or something. Yeah, usually right. Yeah, because it's a uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a very and and even with like what you're saying, like you'd be comfortable talking about. I I also get you know people aren't and like that. That's totally fine too. It's just a weird. It's a totally like personal. It's a hard thing. Right, and it's like you don't you don't know how to. And people are very protective about who they tell hard things to. Right. Because you don't know how people are going to reciprocate. Right. Like, so you might tell that to someone and they might completely blow it off or yeah. listen, like, intently enough mm. or not, you know, care about it as much as you do. Right. Yeah, for sure. Not receive it the way that you right. wanted it to be received or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So those, I get that. It's fear of conversation <laughs> and kind of confrontation and... Who's yeah. gonna actually care? Right. Yeah. Um, well, and it's such a weird topic. I mean, you know, yeah. like it's it's just totally different for every person that you talk to. And but 
No, that's not gonna happen to you anyway, so I'm not worried about it. We're human beings. Right. Yeah, we're we're mammals. Yep. We just found the effective way to communicate. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, and you think about, like, (laughs) childbirth, the fact that we made it this far is actually so insane. Did Maddie have uh, good, like, births, too? Yeah, for the, I mean, for the most part, everything well, you know, went well. She got an the epidural. Room. Yeah, it, it went. It, it, everything went about as smoothly as it, as it could. You know, mm-hmm. no complaints. So, we uh, actually the for Dane, like she had, you know, whatever started contracting the night before, and so we got up and went pretty early in the morning, and we called. She called for like two hours, and no one answered, which was very concerning. Um, and so eventually, we just went in. And we get in. Were your kids born in Maple Grove? Mm-hmm. So you walk in, and there's like that first door, and then you go to the desk. You have to go yeah. through a door, and then there's a desk. And like those first few rooms are triage rooms, and all they're doing is making sure that you're like far enough along to stay at the hospital, basically. Because uh, sometimes people come in, and they're like, yeah. you're like a centimeter dilated, like come back in like you know twelve hours or whatever. You're talking about when you get upstairs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Like in the actual like birthing yeah. center or whatever. So we get in and we're walking in through those first set of doors and we walk past this room and this chick is like screaming bloody murder. We've never had a kid yet and like they're all masked up. It's still COVID or whatever. And there's these nurses running in with a bed and they're like, oh, she's all screaming and shit. And so I look over at Maddie and she is like ghostly white because like she's like, what the fuck is going on right now? I don't want to do this anymore. And so we're like, well, we're you know, we're, we're here, baby. We're, we're doing this thing. And so we go into the triage room. Well, later on, we found out that this was like this lady's like second kid or whatever. And so the second one usually comes a lot faster, like just less warning. Yeah. And she had had her baby in the triage room, and the dad was still parking the car. It's like, oh my god, I what is happening right now? So I was, I'm so glad I didn't know this until after our kid was born. But it was just, we, it was like the most terrifying thing to walk into the door of like hear this girl just like screaming, screaming and they're running beds to her. So you're thinking like, is she dying? What is happening right now? Yeah, it was, it was a, uh, it was a welcome to the. The Welcome birthing the center, yeah, right. Let's go. Better, better. Uh, Seriously, that's buckle weird. up. That's just a nicer jungle. We just made some walls and oh, hooked dude. up some machine. Well, and those Maple Grove that's, hospital that's beds are, right there, yeah, man. that's right. Yeah, it's nature at its finest. Yeah, it was a uh, grow a human inside of you. It's and crazy. Birth it. I like. I actually like, can't think about it too much because. When there's a little baby in there, it freaks me out a little bit. Like when they're like full, you know, when they're fully like developed, you know, you're like kind of in the last couple of weeks, it kind of freaks me out. Oh yeah. I like have to kind of just like nope, not really. <laughs> just just that baby's like could nope. be out right now. Yes, like has fully developed bones. Yeah. And like everything. It's like it very much like be on Earth right now. Yeah. And you're just swimming inside, mom. Still. Yeah. Staying warm. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh yeah, gosh. but births were for the most part good. How about you guys? After Amy's last birth, we actually said in the hospital, we were like, yeah, I think two's going to be it. Yeah. Because early in the day, Amy does terrible with needles mm. and she passed out because well, they couldn't get her vein or whatever. Oh. The, like uh, the IV or whatever? Yes, yeah. The they couldn't find her vein. So they oh. inject her with fluids and uh, she started throwing up. She passed. She her eyes roll on the back of her head. She yeah. starts vomiting. So she's having a seizure. Jeez. The nurse was turned around, like messing with the machine. Yeah. So I'm sitting there watching my wife. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I don't exactly know if that's what I said. But <laughs> sure, it wasn't. I was like, yeah. uh, 
Um, we need to do something here. And then I pushed her forward and started slapping her back. And then the nurse came over and started like hitting her in the face. And she kind of started coming back into it. And she called the code blue. So nurses just came flying. Oh my god! Door. Yeah. And you get a whole like army. Ten people in the room, and Amy's like kind of snapping back into it. And then I start like. Oh no! Out, and I have to walk into the bathroom because she just had a seizure, and right. ten people yeah. rushed into the room. Right, it was a ton of stuff going on. Yes, there. it's crazy how like no privacy. As soon as there's no privacy, it's like yeah, yeah. The, uh, she so she got an epidural. Well, both of them she did, which is a must. Yes, hundred percent. I can't believe that um, does that without an epidural. And I don't know that she's necessarily bad with needles, but this thing like must have struck wherever right, and she passed out too. So like I saw her like again. The nurse was kind of fucking around in the thing, and he the 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 guy's anesthesiologist behind was behind her, her with like was still cut open or whatever. Like so yeah. he was like still trying to find like the spot or whatever, and he must like nick something. I don't know what exactly happened, but I saw her just kind of go like this, and then. She, you know, luckily, no, like, it, it was fine after that. But, yeah, she, that was our only, like, real, like, kind of, like, oh, fuck, what is happening right now? But it was, uh, it was yeah, the, the needles, I think they, well, I'm sure, like, if you put yourself in their shoes, they probably, like, got so much, like, adrenaline and anxiety pumping through their body that any, like, obstacle outside of, like, a normal life is is probably uh, going to tip them over a little bit. <laughs> yeah, throws them for loop. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me take a piss quick. Yeah, you can do something with your hands then. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of like, I don't know what to do with my hands. How does Dane sleep? Dude, both of our kids are amazing sleepers, which is super nice. A blessing. Dane doesn't get out of bed at this point? No. So he's, um, he is in like the crib with three sides and like the no side off or whatever, you know? So he's not like in a full bed yet. Um, but he sleeps in the basement and we've got like one of those door handle things like he can't like grip the door handle or whatever yeah. but no he um he pissed and sit there no no yeah sit on the floor and kick the door yeah trenton uh you know trent morgan bowling obviously yeah, two boys yeah and in weston is like got trent's add craziness <laughs> and so they they have some of those uh similar similar issues <laughs> where it's like <laughs> it takes them like an hour to get them to lay in bed for like at all and you gotta read them three stories yeah and, you know have you ever tried uh with them. they've they've gone done the melatonin route they'll like give I him a, tried that okay so they'll give him like I don't don't call again on the dosage. I have no idea. Like they'll give them just like a half yeah, of one or like, oh yeah, yeah, like not even a Probably full less than a kid's. Amount. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone goes last just to comes to kids' medication. Right. Just to like yeah. uh, give him like the edge off a little bit, and right. it, he he's they said they seem to have think it works pretty good for him. So hmm. maybe something to slip into Wrigley's <laughs> drink there. Yeah. But no, Dane. Uh, both of our kids do slept. Slip it into Wrigley's yeah. drink. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, they both um, slept through the night at like two or three months and never went back. Oh my gosh. No, like they get up early, but like they don't get up in the night, which is huge. Are you a sleeper? Uh, yeah, like once I'm out, I'm out. Like, like are you like a 10 hours a night? Um, no, I go to bed early, but I wake up like naturally at like six o'clock every morning. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like even if I like, like tomorrow, I don't like, I will go pick the kids and Maddie up at some point. But I will just wake up at six anyway. Like I'll probably lay in bed. Just an internal clock. Yeah, I don't know. Just never been like a person to sleep in. Even in like high school, like was not like a sleep in guy. Hmm. 
excited for the day. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but I go to bed early too, so like I that's also like plays a factor. Do you have any sort of morning routine? Ooh, it's gotten so much worse since uh, being tough. at home. I know. And I keep like getting into the whole like, all right, let's get up every day and shower and like, because that's what you did when you went into the office, right? You would shower in the morning and like, this is not to say I don't shower. I just do it later <laughs> in the day, but um, I do miss that. Like, because when I was in the office, so we lived in in Albertville, and my office is actually like just down here. Yeah, it's in yeah. Yep, and. uh uh, I wanted to avoid traffic, so I would always be like in early, leave early kind of guy. And so I left. I would leave my house by six in the morning, and get into the office at six thirty, and then leave at three thirty or three, whatever. Hmm. The math works out to there. Yeah. Um, Miss the traffic. Yes. Because that's a lot of traffic. And and it's a thirty-five mile an hour drive one way without traffic. So it's like you're already talking forty minutes minimum, and then if you get any traffic, it's an hour or whatever. Way too much. So I, I had a good routine then. Like I would get up and shower and get you know do whatever and but kind of slap yourself in the face. Yeah. Lotion. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I uh, a huge glass of water. Yeah, I wish I had more of a routine. I think it would help. Do you, How go, about you? Do you go water in the morning? Like, like to you wake start up with water. Yeah, I usually try and chug whatever water I have left and like I usually got this little guy and like. I'll drink like three sips of it the night before and then try and drink what's left. Yeah. Before I like drink any coffee. Gotta hydrate the body. Before yeah. Coffee. Especially because I usually wake up and piss and it's like me and, <laughs> you know. I know. You're so dehydrated. You should know. Like you should be peeing relatively clear. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like you don't want to be peeing. No. Like pee. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I, uh, and I, for whatever reason, I feel like I. A, a more like I cramp up pretty easily, and so like I'm always drinking water because it's like I'm just afraid to cramp. Yeah, water is important. Very important. Essential. Yeah. Where do you get your water? So we just out of the tap. We have like a Brita filter or whatever. Just on your sink. Yeah, but it's good water. We don't have like. How often do you have to change the filter? On the Brita, yeah. I don't know. It just tells you whenever there's like that light that oh, lights really? up. Yeah, I don't have one of those. Oh, what do you do? We have like a thing that it's called a zero water. It goes into our fridge, and it's the thing that you like fill up. Okay. And then we switch the filter like once a week. Okay. This is probably I don't know, probably like once a few weeks. Yeah. But I drink a like, shit ton of water. Yeah, same. Yeah, we but fill this thing up constantly. Really? And like we don't always have cold water. Yeah, I'm not like a pop guy. Neither am I. So I don't drink. Uh, I hardly drink. I don't even remember the last time I had a pop. Um, I will say, at my work, we have this stuff called Bevy. Mm-hmm. Is it like the? It's the, like a machine. Yes, and, and it like, like just mixes it in. Yeah, yes. it's carbonated water, isn't it? Like flavored yes. water. Yeah, flavored it, carbonated water. Okay. I wonder what's in it, but like I can't drink the water at work anymore because they have this Bevy machine and it's like kind of water that's sparkling. Yeah. And the water just tastes gross Ooh. after you have this sparkling water. Yeah. So I can't go back now. And I can just, I don't know. If it's, I don't know if it's the filter that we use here. Yeah. Like, a lot, like one of them is maybe filtered better. I yeah. hope that it's here. We're pretty, like this zero water stuff comes with water tester. Oh, yeah. Water tester. You know, I think, um, do you know who Rachel Levine is? Anyway. No. Um, she, uh, I think she, 
I saw she was using that like zero the little dab thing. Is she yeah. like an influence or something? No. Well, she she does have an. Uh, she's the celiac sweetie. She but she's from Maple Grove. She's like a few years younger than you probably. A celiac sweetie. She's got celiac disease, and so she cooks and like gluten free whatever. Oh. And she puts it on social media. Yeah. On TikTok. Yeah. You could interview her. She's uh yeah she's got uh I don't know fifty five hundred six thousand followers something like that. Wow. Yeah. She would chasing a clout, but no, I mean, that'd be an interesting person to talk to. Yeah, and she like it's not like somebody who just wants to be gluten free. She actually has celiac disease, right. so like she, she got sick from it. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Um, Do a lot of people choose to be gluten free? I think there's people that think that glutton affects them. Well, I think I think there's people that just think that's a form of a diet you know what i mean that like just try and reduce gluten because yeah, it's it's probably it's, not like great for you it sounds gross yeah right <laughs> yeah right it sounds like a ball it sounds like it would stomach. stay in your stomach <laughs> yeah, yes exactly so people are like yeah i'm gonna take gluten out well and i do think there's things like um you don't necessarily have to have celiac disease to feel like some negative impacts of having gluten right. so like i think it does cause you to be groggy in general right yeah like I, you know, I've heard you should avoid eating gluten in the, like for breakfast. So like cereals and shit, not the outside of the sugary part of it, just in general, the fact that it's like all like kind of gluteny carbs that it's just not the best for you. Cause it, it takes a long time to process. And so your day is just like dragged down by it. Yeah. But, I don't eat it all in the morning. It's not part of my routine. I'll have a banana at most. Yeah. I'm not, I've again, never like been a huge morning. I just don't get like, well, I'm not One. hungry, and I don't want to. Yeah, I'm and I stomach I'm not hungry. I'm not a breakfast food person. Like I don't really like eggs. Uh, don't really like like. I mean, I like bacon and like sausages and stuff, but like, yeah. I it's just not my thing. And so yeah. like I, I'm actually much more likely to eat a piece of cold pizza if it's around for breakfast than ever eat breakfast outside of that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's got to be something random like that. Where yeah, but no, I don't eat breakfast really for the most part. And I mean, like you come off of college, and when you're in college, you're just like overindulging, mm -hmm. and overindulging food. You're overindulging alcohol, and then yeah. you get out of college, and then you're just thrown into the real world. And college really didn't prepare you. No, <laughs> what you thought? Yeah, it would. Um, and you got to be cautious about not overindulging yeah with food and i mean because you can balloon quick oh like, so fast very quick i feel like um and the you know i'd say like 28 29 well now 30 that metabolism slows so hard like it's like it hits a wall and now it's like you could probably handle you know working out a little bit and eating like shit still even at like 26 27 but there is a point in time in that late 20s, early 30s where the wall hits and, like, it doesn't matter how much you're working out. If you eat like shit, it's just you're going to get fatter. Like, you're it's just, how, it's, it's just it. how it works, That's right? It. Working out isn't – you're not burning enough calories. Right. It, exactly. If you have a real job, you don't right. have enough time to work out enough. To, yes. Kids, right. It's very hard to – Yeah. That's, I mean, that was the driving force of the Peloton. It was like, okay, let's just get something here so that I can do it quickly at home and, like – Yeah. Takes fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was also we got a Biden check that one, you know, from in like oh, twenty yeah. whatever, and it happened to be like the exact price for whatever the no way. the Peloton was. I'm like, well, fuck it. Was it really? It was maybe a little bit more, but yeah, because we had kids, yeah, so you got a little more when you had kids or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it was planned. Big Peloton got into <laughs> Joey B's ear and said, "Hey, give him this much." <laughs> 
I, I think they forgot to send me that check. <laughs> I, at one point, I didn't know where the checks were coming from. I'm like, what the fuck am I getting paid for now? <laughs> really? Yeah, I think we got like two or three of them for sure. You also might make too much. There's a there's an upper limit on on uh, on how much you can like or how much your the household made for to qualify for it. Rich people problems. Maybe maybe. <laughs> I gotta figure out my gotta figure out my taxes better. I think <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you need a better tax guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting enough down. Right. Yeah, you need to. Claiming too much, gotta figure that out. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but no, we uh, I I got a, a uh, we got the Peloton, a treadmill, and then a little bench and some like those uh Bowflex like adjustable dumbbells. What are you ripping on the bench right now, dude? I'm tossing thirty fives around. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what 110 pounds. Not even no, no these are dumbbells. It's literally just thirty five pounds each hand. Oh. I'm, I'm, but I well, you do twenty of those actually. Yeah, and I the the work like the weight workouts with Peloton are like cardio. They're hard. Like oh, they're, they're like so hard. yeah. So those I will like do with like fifteens, twenties. You know what yeah. I mean? Like because you're just minutes, like exhausted. Yeah. yeah. And you so, go like freaking ten miles, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're zooming on the bike, yeah. And then they do the incline, and it gets harder, right? Yeah, they have a couple of pelotons at Saint uh, Robinson, and man, you can get burnt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, no, I don't know. I think I, I think the, those um, dumbbells go to fifty two and a half pounds, and I've probably done that a couple times. But you were also like two I also guys don't. that aren't trying to like bulk no 100 percent. like we're more trying to maintain no i'm maybe maybe tighten it up a little right just yeah just not get bigger yeah (laughs) i'd like to keep the pants i have right now exactly yeah i mean i'm I'm also like got hurt like picking my kids up so it's like i i have no business like got hurt picking dude my like just i'm saying like my wrist like you know what i mean like i'll have just pains really just, just from yes or like once, and then probably a little golf too that didn't like oh, necessarily help, but it's like I don't you need. Want to go? I do, yeah, you. yes. Are you like a member somewhere? Uh, yep, at Fox Hollow. Uh, so it's like a public mem- a member, right? So it's like I don't really like to call it a membership because it's. Course. I love Fox Hollow; it's fantastic. But uh, membership's like a bit of a strong word because it seems like I'm part of something that nobody else is. It's like I just paid for it, you know. It's just yeah. unlimited golf. It basically ends up being, um. You you bought like forty rounds, something like that. And How many so rounds did you play last summer? I got uh I don't exactly remember. I think I got like hundred and twenty percent. So no 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 hundred and twenty percent of the of the charge, right? So like so let's say it was forty rounds, rounds, I probably didn't know which, no ten percent of four it's that's it's like forty eight rounds. Oh okay. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's you're good. Um something like that. But I play a league there every week. Uh. So, just a nine. nine. Yeah, we're yeah, and I've been doing it for like ever since we moved up there. Um, and they they do actually have an eighteen hole league too that we're thinking about. Anyway, but do you, do you ever uh, on that what's that third hole where the, mm-hmm. the river? Yeah, you ever birdied that one? <laughs> I'm sure I have, but I hate that hole. I mean, it's, it <laughs> it's like looks awesome, but it's the hardest 150 yard shot that's ever been like created. You have to use like an eight iron. It's weird. Yeah, it's a it's a. No, honestly, the first three holes out there kind of uh, kind of get me a little bit because even the second one, like you look at the scorecard. The second one, I love that one. Right, bomb driver. But it's a hard. Um, you just have to stay left. Yeah, and the green 
if you like play it really safe way left, it's a hard like second shot into the, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's on the scorecard. It's a short par four, but it's actually like, I think it's a pretty fucking hard hole. And then, then three, you're just waiting to get onto that one. And like I said, that's like the hardest 150 yard shot that's ever been invented. You're lucky that Maddie lets it go. She does. Yeah. So I'm very lucky. She, we, uh, it just lets you go. It's kind of a move. No, it is. Say, no, it's it. But she played like this eight round one. Okay. Well, do you still do any baseball? Yes. Do the Millers or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not the Minnetonka Millers. It's the Angels. Minneapolis. Angels. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you choose golf. Right. And I, I don't like golf is so fun. It is fun. I I just I I love You're it. Good. Aren't you? I'm okay. Are you a single digit handicap? Yeah, like a six. Six? Yeah. So what was your low of this last year? Mm, I think seventy five. Yeah. And my I think that I've on a seventy one or two. I had Fox Hollow, so seventy two. But three over? Yeah. That's a good round. It was good, yeah, it was fun. How many birdies? That's a good question. I don't I don't remember. Um I don't know. Probably maybe a couple. Have you ever had back-to-back birdies? Yeah, probably because... Well, yes, because um, the fourth and the fifth hole at Fox Hollow are back-to-back par fives. Yeah. So I think on that, I've gone like three under on those two holes before. Like an eagle birdied it before. Oh my god! Just because it's they're they're both relatively easy okay. par fives and still coming off of an eagle and then hitting a birdie. Yeah, I take some cojones. Yeah, <laughs> had a lot of done it a lot. I've played a lot out there, so we've yeah, four year rounds out there last yeah. year. We uh, well, the and then uh, shout out Jordan Gross. We won the me and him played in the member guests out there last year. And we won. So that was no kind of fun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Did he get married? Um, I don't think so. I think he is engaged. Although I didn't even know he was engaged when I found out he was engaged, so I think he might be married. He might be, yeah. His hockey team posted a picture and he was wearing a ring. Oh, yeah, he could. No, I that would not surprise me one bit. I think because even when they got engaged, it was pretty um like, like I don't think he like put it on any like social media or whatever. Jordan, if you're listening, yeah, Fall, in the com- get in the comments. Get in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> like don't don't forget to like, share, and subscribe <laughs> on all platforms. Yeah, on all platforms. <laughs> YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, share. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, but no, she's back to the the wife thing. She's she's very good about letting me do that because that's not like there's a lot of wives that would not do that i do well, it takes try a and, long time to go through a for sure like a five hour day yeah 100 percent. yeah no totally at a minimum yeah we do go out quite a bit like we try and i don't know pretty quick from your house i guess yeah you that out, would you shoot right you go home. and that's the reason why i've done the the membership there now this will be my second year is because like i that's like it's not even really justifiable, but at least like the the drive is under twenty minutes there and back, right? Like, whereas anything else in outside of Elberville, like even Rush Creek and Maple Grove, that's still twenty minutes there, twenty minutes back. It's like seven minutes each way from my house. How come you don't do that one? The patron car. A lot of people from Maple Grove, I feel like, do that one. Yeah, because because that extra t- drive time, like it's just like it's so much more convenient, right. you know. And like we'll take the kids out. Oh, like a Friday night and just like buzz around in a cart at Fox Hollow and like bring a dinner, like whatever, you know, bring sandwiches and they'll eat on the golf course. They mostly end up just playing in the sand. Or whatever, but 
is so awesome. Rigby would never be able to take that. Really? <laughs> a little too high energy. <laughs> Way too high energy. But you just got to go at times. Bouncing off the walls constantly. You got to go at like times when nobody when, when nobody's like playing a serious round of golf. You know what I mean? Like you go at like, like those are the. The times you play the best. I know that it, <laughs> uh, my favorite thing. One of well, I should say my favorite thing in the world, but a top five thing in the world for me is playing golf on like a summer night until you can't see the ball anymore, and it's like this is like on a nice, you know, not too hot because it's, well, it's not gonna be that hot because at night or whatever, mm -hmm. and just like having a few beers and oh, it's the best. There's not a whole lot of things better. Oh, so that's what we 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 didn't do it. We did it a little bit more this summer. Obviously, the first summer Murphy was born, I didn't play like any golf. So that, that was the other thing is I was making up for a little bit of lost time from the year before. When like when Murphy was born, I think I played like a handful of rounds total outside of the nine holes every Wednesday or whatever. Yeah. But like, outside. but, but outside, outside of the every Wednesday. Well, yeah, I know. I, Are you kidding me? Just throw that in at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, the, I love you, Maddie. Weekly play. You're the best. You're a good salesman. It's I'm going like. to, we got to edit this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you cut this out. Uh, that is going to be on you like white on right. Oh man. It's uh. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's, um, I mean, I don't know how many, I guess you guys have kind of Trent and Morgan around you, but like people our age don't, there's not a whole lot of people that have kids yet. Yeah, no, totally. It's, uh, it's starting to pick up a little bit, a little bit, but I mean, like of my close friends, only a couple of them have girlfriends, right? You know, so it's, uh, no, not honestly, like I've, we were. I tell people this. I like ask about the whole having kids scene. It's like it, it is way more important for you to feel ready for it than to like do it because you think it's time to to do it, right? Like, did you have a moment where you were like, "I'm ready to have kids"? We did kind of a little bit, yeah. Where it was like, "All right, whatever." Ooh, let's do this thing. Yeah, we we kind of our plan was like. We're kind of, this is like probably not necessarily the right way to look at it, but like I do kind of look at it like it's the second half of life too. Like you also want to be young enough when you're not taking care of kids to enjoy each other, right? Like you have 20 years or whatever it will be of having kids at home and and you're taking care of them constantly for that 20 years. It's it, I do think it's important to like be semi young when they're like not there anymore, so you can enjoy each other. You know, like so that was kind of part of our thinking, like. It's crazy. You go on a date with your wife and you, you know, look at pictures of the kids. I know. <laughs> you just can't get away from it. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and you always come to the realization that, gosh, there are some good days, but those kids are special. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I totally agree. I just, yeah, I, it's, it is the best. It's, I didn't like, I've said this to Maddie, so you don't have to edit this part. Uh, <laughs> you there's a different level of like love for a child that you then like even like your wife like i love my wife to death she's the best you i feel like i could physically like squeeze them to death because i love them so much you know what i mean like you're just like i just like want to like like you know what i mean like to protect you. yes right <laughs> so it's like that it, that's crazy to me because i've never you. been like a person like that it's like i uh like affectionate or loving or like, yeah and like uh, I, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe that I get to hang out with you, you know, like that's just crazy. Right. It's weird. So that that part, like, I will, I'll, you know, 
you can't replace that. So like if people are thinking about it, like kids are pretty sweet. So it is, it's, it is a lot of fun. It's if you're on the fence, do it. Yeah, I agree. It, it, you you populate the earth with, uh, with, with children too. Especially ones that are, uh, like affluent and, and, and helpful society. Not, uh, for sure. Shit for sure. Yeah. We got to teach our kids to contribute. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know, man. Some days parenting, like, the day ends and you're like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do that, like, do you start feeling bad. Like, some, I mean, sometimes you react in situations where, like, you know, you raise your voice and you just, why am I raising my voice at this little human? Yeah. Who, doesn't, who just doesn't understand. Yeah, totally. He's three years old. He just doesn't understand. Right. <laughs> like, he's kind of smart. He gets something. Yeah. Emotional intelligence, right? Not there, right? And they just are never going to have that at that age. You know what I mean? Like it's just they haven't, they haven't developed there. Does Dana have her tantrums? Oh yeah, we're uh, we're in the stage of like a no is the worst thing he's ever been told before. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, yeah, we're at the same stage. Yeah. Because when's when's Wrigley's birthday? They're only two months apart. Wrigley's January twenty sixth. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Okay, I thought I knew it was pretty close. Yeah. So, the, the, actually, the thing that threw me off with him is because he was walking so quick. Oh yeah, he at his ten. Motherfucker was moving early. Yeah, Dane did not have that same path of of uh, life. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's very opinionated for sure, and like. Just no rationale. You can't rationalize it with them. It's just you like you have to let them get through. It. Yes, and then you have to teach them to breathe. And I'm really struggling with the um, succumbing to the screaming because, like, I don't want them just to get whatever they want, right? Like, uh, adversity is real in life, and you have to be able to deal with it and like <laughs> understand that, that that that's how. It, sometimes you get told no, and that fucking sucks. <laughs> all right, get over it. Yeah. And like I and so you know, I think women by nature are a little more nurturing and get that a little more like and like whatever. So my wife kind of gives me the grief about it and like he just too whatever and like that's she she's right and and a lot of times I'm not being rational either like in my response to his irrationalness because <laughs> you come down to it like yeah, and he's two or whatever. But man, it's just like I I don't know that I do find that one that's a balance I I haven't quite struck yet is a uh, giving in to clearly someone just spazzing out and sometimes raising your voice works i know right it's just like yeah i don't know and then they start listening and you're like oh why did that work right now i'm gonna have to do that again i know and then it just becomes like a more consistent thing but that's what i'm trying to avoid is being yeah, because yeah, right, you you're trying to strike a balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't want to be an asshole and like oh. just a dad that's only ever like communicating through yelling. Like that's you also don't want that. Not at all. And you should be able to get through your kids in other ways. <laughs> right. Get through your kids. It's a science for sure, but each and each kid is different. Yeah. There are some commonalities. Like when he's throwing a tantrum, it's like. You can't hold them. You can't like right. kick in. They're screaming. They're just they're yep. in their zone. Right. <laughs> right. Have you been kicked in the nuts at all? Who? Um. Not that I like 
remember, but I've been definitely grazed a few times where it's <laughs> like if this was off by another degree, it would have been a problem. <laughs> but no, not that I can like remember. How about, I mean, it sounds like you have. I've been picking those a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not fun. Like you're saying, picking them up, throwing a tantrum, and just kick get you on the way up or something. Or they run at you and give you a big hug and accidentally. Oh, <laughs> they're just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, a situation where you're like, ah, what's your problem? What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh man, yeah, Murphy, because she throws like. She she's so ridiculous. She's the most dramatic kid in the world. But she will just like flail on the ground and so like I've had to like pick her up before and like held her out here because like to avoid the the nut shot cuz yeah. she's it's like I'm not dealing with you. You're just you're you're going crazy. You're having an exorcism and the 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 devil's coming out of you. Feels like seriously it's it's crazy. Well, and it's just like again they're trying to like you know Trying to learn, learn to deal with their emotions and like figure out why they're feeling certain. Right. Things. Yeah. Like when they start going up that mountain of anger, it's like yeah, they hit a spot and it just shoots them in the outer space. Right. So okay, you're in a similar situation where your parents and and uh, um, Amy's parents are close, right? In terms of not necessarily they are close to each other, they're close physically located to where you guys live. Yes. Right. Yes. So how often do your kids see them? Probably at least once every two weeks, they see one or the other. Okay, so every other week. Yeah, if not more. Right, right, right. Okay, so do you have an issue with grandma and grandpa just, like, giving them anything that they want? When they give them back that same night, and they have... Just an absolute disaster. They've had, like, fruit snacks. Yes. And they're a disaster. Yes, absolutely. Okay, because we we have the similar situation there. (laughs) And my my mom, and, like, I I love my mom, and she means really well. She's, like, she'll hit me with the... um, well, it's just when they're at grandma and grandpa's, and like, and the re- and the thing is, in her it def- play. no, because it when play. we were younger, my one grandma lived in England or in the UK, and the other one was in South Dakota. We saw each one of them like either once every other year for my one in the UK, or like maybe twice a year the one in South Dakota. So it's like in that situation, sure, give them all whatever you want. It's twice a year. Who gives a shit? <laughs> when I see you every weekend or every other weekend, you cannot say that because it's <laughs> like now you're just training them. Like this is and you're rewiring their brain with all this product right it's just like what fruit snacks and that like the dye that they put in that stuff yeah we've got this um 52 or red 52 or whatever right we've got this app that you can like scan food and it'll give them a score on like one to a hundred of like how bad it is in terms of like those types of chemicals and then just like sugar and that kind of shit too Mm -hmm. and so that has helped a little bit we can be like look this thing gets literally a zero out of a hundred how about we just don't give them that one like and like we usually are really good about bringing like semi like good like there's these um they're they're actually pretty good i like them they're like fruit snacks but they're literally carrots that are like sweetened like they're not like it's like and chewy right so i don't know exactly how they make them that way but they're it's called like cosmo something i don't know there's have you ever heard of thrive market it's like a, a um a subscription like grocery store okay but they have more of like you know natural and like less nice. preservative type food and so that's where we got them these they're like called cosmo something. so you get groceries delivered to your house no we do like but the so this thrive we pretty much just get their snacks 
through that. Yeah, because they rip through those pretty quick. Yeah, and, like, that's the shit that, like, is bad, right? Like, the fruit snacks, right? So you're trying to avoid that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure, anything with sugar, avoid at all costs. Yeah. Well, it's just, like, the... They're, they're <laughs> like turn it's, into an alien. Yeah, and it's so addicting. Like, we've got these... Um, <laughs> yeah, they just want more. Yeah, we've got these advent calendars. You know what those are? Like, where they just open a chocolate every oh, day yeah, for yeah. December. Uh-huh. It's like, even those, it's like, oh, my God, this is just... becomes a Because, like... With dinner, like, he won't eat dinner. No, it's like if he sees that, he's like, all I want is that little piece of fucking chocolate that's that big. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just have it when you're done. And no, yeah. nothing. It's... Just eat your mac and cheese first. Yeah. Like... <sighs> you have to eat some real food or else you're just never going to grow and you're going to shit water your whole life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's not do that. I know. It's <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating when they don't eat. Yeah. They don't understand why they shouldn't, they should be eating. Right. And then, like, Wrigley won't eat dinner at times. And then, two hours later, before bed, he's yep. like, I'm hungry. <laughs> it's insane. It's I like, know. Now you're hungry, of course. Right. We're trying to get you to eat. I know. Two hours ago, yeah. we had a fresh cooked meal that was really good. Right. Yeah. I know. There was a, one of the pediatrician visits. Uh,. I'm going to botch this stat like 100%, but <laughs> basically the gist of it was like three or four days a week, they're just like not going to eat dinner. And like you have to be okay with that. Because again, it gets back to the choices right, thing. So yeah. it's like if you're always just like giving them whatever they want, they're just going to eat shit food the whole time. And so we, we do – we are pretty good about like not just giving whatever they want for for dinner. Like we'll get, make them a plate and this is what you can have and like – but Dane does the same shit. It's like eight o'clock. He's like, I want a snack, and I'm, and I'm like super hungry, so I'm gonna eat everything that you have, and I'm gonna drink a ton of water. Yes, just to right fill everything up. Yeah, so that's that's always fun. But is he potty trained? No, I think uh, I think she'll get potty trained before him too. Like she she like. <laughs> She comes in and sits on the toilet when Maddie's going to the bathroom and like pretends to wipe. Like she actually gets it. Dane has like zero interest in. He's he's like, dude, you changed my shit. Yeah. What do I care? Yeah. But I think when they you um, my butt, you give me bath. Yeah. Vaseline on it. When right. It's burning. Yep. He's starting to get a little excited about the idea of underwear though. So when he turns uh, three, which is in in uh, March, we're gonna get him some underwear and like we're gonna him some cool boxers. Yeah. Paw Patrol, everything. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> he's a big Paw Patrol guy. That's yeah. The, that's the choice of. Yes, Green. it's way better than it used to be. He used to be into. Um, Is he ever into Blaze? No, he does like that one though. I mean, he, it, he I, Paw Patrol's <laughs> number one, but he does like Blaze too. Um, but my God, he was. Do you remember the show Little Bear? Oh, oh, good because there's nothing good. It's the it was it's the worst, and Is he was. Weird? Yeah, it is kind of weird because it's like these bears that are humans, like they're just like they talk like – I shouldn't say they're humans. They talk like humans and like they kind of walk around like them and like they have like normal jobs or whatever. But it's also like set seemingly like in the 1850s. It's it's the weirdest show ever and he was like so obsessed with it for – however long and so he had like every night before bed it's like this is what we're watching it's just terrible oh man yeah i'm getting into that routine of every night before bed i mean you're in that routine i'm in that routine yeah i'm not saying you're in that routine but i'm definitely there oh yeah we so they he's usually she goes down at like eight and he's like from eight to eight thirty eight forty five watches whatever and, and he's on so <laughs> yeah yeah no we're we're 
the sleep thing, I'm very we lucked out like so hard. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> we'll go over to to Trent Morgan's and like Trent will be gone for like an hour just trying to get. And I think the melatonin has helped a lot, but yeah. I, no, I'll we'll just like throw him in there, and he usually wants to read a book. He'll just like sit in there and talk to himself too. He's he's a very like uh, self-sufficient kid. He's he's we always joke he's like an eighty-year-old man in in a. He walks around with his hands in his pockets. Like he'll just no. kind of like strut around. <laughs> Dude, it's something. He's uh, we're gonna have some battles, I think, at some point because he's just gonna be like too smart. He's a really smart kid, and. Uh, well, if he's smart, you gotta get him potty training. See, I, yeah, right. That's true. Butts. Oh, dude. dude, toddler poops are disgusting. so nasty. <laughs> They're disgusting. Because they eat like a garbage can and they just fucking. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Oh my gosh. Really pooped today in his diaper. And I was like, dude, don't ever do this to me again. Mm-mm. You need to poop on the toilet. Yeah. Because he, 99% of the time he poops on the toilet. Okay. He liked pooping on the small toilet, but now he poops on the big toilet, which even then, like, if that poop sits in there for, like, a minute or two, like, I walk in there and I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) Sam, now, (laughs) get out, flush, flush, flush. Oh, man. (laughs) You gotta wipe your butt. We're gonna give you a bath. We're gonna have to tear this whole bathroom down. Yeah, it's just cut our losses here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna try and get him to start at three, but he's, he's slacking. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I honestly think he's like, like, why would I change when you guys just do this for me? Yeah, I'm, I'm chill here. Right, they do it for me at daycare too. Yeah, he's like, I just lay down and this gets cleaned up and I stand right back up and move on. Yeah, I just strut around, play with my toys, talk about monster trucks. Yeah, recycling trucks. Yeah, exactly. Strut about my day. What a life it is. Seriously, what a life it is to uh, be alive. Yeah, that was cool to be alive, man. Um, it's cool that you came over. Cool that we got to chat. Yeah. It's cool that we get to uh, raise a little bit of money. Yeah. So hopefully, some people listen. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, purchase some merchandise and we can raise some money. Yeah. And if you want me to like post anything on any form of like social media, you just let me know like kind of what and when. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Yeah. I'll probably post like uh, something about it. Yeah. And then feel free to piggyback off whatever I do. Yeah, I'll do that. Just whenever you do that, just let me know and I'll uh, get links and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I appreciate it. We're very uh, thankful for that. It's awesome that you're you're doing that. It's it's, it's kind cool. Of what this things about right. Yeah, it's like a side hustle right now, but um, you need to find some ways to get back. Yeah, that's cool. So one way is through that and through communication. I think people like listening to the conversations that yeah. we have on here. Cool that you know I don't have to post things on social media for people to listen to it. Yeah, it's, um, it's awesome. It's good to have that sort of you know support group, just like you have. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is there any uh, words of wisdom that you want to leave wow. people with? You got like a quote that you would fire, or like something that you just try and think about, or. No, I mean, like, with the CF stuff, it's definitely been a just kind of take it as it comes, right? Because if you worry about something that hasn't happened yet, it, it can get down a a path of, honestly, just unnecessary stress, right? So it's like just deal with what's in front of you and kind of, you know, live life going into the next day and just kind of moving forward, you know? So that's that's Very been the nice. biggest thing with with us for that is is 
Because that's, you know, the first couple weeks were just, you're so consumed about, like, the bad things that could happen, right? And it's like, why would you focus on that when you've got, you know, a beautiful little girl who's running around and smiling? Right, that. Right, yeah, exactly. And she she knows no different, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, let's just, there's no reason to treat her any different. And and she's, you know, going to thrive in life despite the kind of crappy cards that she's been dealt. So... No, it's uh we appreciate the support from from everybody and you know we're we're very uh positive that that CF will stand for Cure Found one day and and we're just we're we're close and so the money means a lot it it uh it's it's you know that it's pretty awesome the the stats that are coming out now of like how the life expectancy has has really shot through the roof in the last um, even just ten years where they're you know they're they're looking at like sixty five now and you know as soon as you know as recently as like twenty thirty years ago it was it was still you know in that thirty twenty to thirty year old range and it's like that's crazy you know um, there's a, a CF dad who who puts it pretty good and he's like you're kind of your kid's born there's an expiration date and that's that's pretty weird and, you know and that's that's not a fun. Um, kind of reality to live in but we're you know moving in a great way and the money mean you know it's every dollar is is huge for us and um it's little things like this that that go a long way and and it's been such a cool community to be a part of you know it's not something we ever wanted to to join it's not a club that we would have you know necessarily liked to be a part of but um we've we're we're it'll be a sweet celebration the day that you know it's all cured and and these kids are living the lives they're supposed to and and so we're we're happy to to raise all the money and and keep doing whatever we can so things like this are awesome and we appreciate anybody who who you know participates and and buys a hat and buys a hat or a sweatshirt or a sweatshirt yeah that's right I love it. Everything in there, and there should be probably anywhere from sixty to seventy sweatshirts left. Cool. Um, There might be some sizes sold out in some colors, but sure, there's a decent amount. Sweet. Over ordered on the sweatshirts. (laughs) Got a little over your skis. (laughs) Well, they gave me the wrong colors. That was the problem. Mm. Um, They made up for it. Nice. Yeah, it's all good now. Cool. Yeah, no, we uh, we're we're really pumped, and we really appreciate it. It's it's cool to see the progress, so it uh, it's all good news coming out of the CF world, which is awesome. So thanks for coming on, yeah, sharing your story, yeah, getting a little vulnerable, sure, for two and a half hours, yeah, a couple of tired dads. See, I wasn't nervous. Things. I told you, no, you're not at all. <laughs> Actually, it's really nice. Um, but I also understand why people are nervous when they come on. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm sure you come into, you don't know what you're coming into, really. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll cue some cool music. I don't exactly know what I'm going to use for the outro Ooh. song. But at this point, while I'm talking, it's probably playing. Okay. I like it. I took her out. It was a Friday night. I woke alone. Get the feeling right We started making out And she took off my pants But then I turned on the TV And that's about the time She walked away from me Nobody likes you when you're 23 And I saw more of you my TV shows What the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my 